0: This episode is brought to you by Brothers & Bonds Co. With an expertly curated line of Masonic apparel, gifts, and accessories, we're excited to show you what makes us uniquely Brothers & Bonds. As a listener of this podcast, we're offering you 10% off your first order with us. Just use code TRAVELINGMAN at checkout. That's uppercase, all one word, T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G-M-A-N. Be sure to find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com.
1: Hello, welcome to episode 56 of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast here in the 24th District of Ohio, a podcast where we discuss our Masonic journeys, thoughts, family, life, future, connections made through the craft, and so much more. I'm your host, Worshipper Brother Jim Hall. On today's show we'll feature Worshipper Brother Scott Clark. The opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Okay, we are on the Traveling Man and we have worshipable brother Scott Clark here. Worshipable, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's exciting for me. Absolutely. I'm excited. I've been I've been excited for the past it been 2 months we've been trying to figure this out in between my forgetfulness and work and everything else
2: we finally got it together listen uh you live two hours away the fact that you made the trip that's that's my honor it's my privilege for you to be here so thank you very much for that
1: sure you know there's there are times when it's just you have to do a zoom you know the last podcast with chris hurt in arizona do i want to go there yes will the boss (laughs) let me go there for a podcast No, so but this one here we can get to it. We can be in person. It just has a little different aspect So enough about me. This is about you today. So give me a little bit about you what what you do where you're from where we're at Yeah, well
2: um, before the show even gets started. I do want to apologize uh, or may not be necessary, but um rabbit trails will likely happen Uh, sure i've got adhd pretty bad so it's real easy to get off topic uh that's why i gave you a nice little list of things that we could stay (laughs) on track with sure um but uh i think probably the very first and foremost uh the, the most important thing to know about me is i'm I am a very proud dad. Uh, awesome. I'm, I'm, I gush over it. I didn't know I didn't think I was gonna get to be that. Yeah, uh, I'm 43 and I have a two and a half year old little girl at home. Okay um, awesome she's she's changed my life in ways that I I always wanted but never really knew exactly what right. it was gonna happen you know um, after that, uh, past master here in the tr- tremendous 22nd district awesome and uh real proud of that uh also former army which i'm proud of but kind of in those order dad masonry then the army
1: well you know i i think to speak on all of this a very proud mason here and thank you for your service i you know watching military movies history and all this stuff I I've sat there and thought, you know, I don't know in those certain those certain situations, would I have the courage to do the things that need to be done and that's it's a whole different level of commitment and just thank you. A heartfelt hey, thank you. You know, yeah, I appreciate
2: that. Uh not to mislead your listeners. Um Fortunately for me, I, I count my blessings daily. Uh, I served during peacetime. Sure. I actually got out of the Army six months before 9-11. And uh, wow. it was just timing. Uh, I was very blessed. And I don't know if things would be different or if I'd have been sitting here today if, if that were had, yeah. had worked out differently. So i do like i said count my blessings uh i'm glad i got the opportunity to serve but i never did get to see battle and i think that's a honestly a blessing so
1: absolutely so completely and we're gonna rabbit hole right off the bat here sure and it's it's odd and for people outside of ohio they're probably like what the heck is this about so each district has a slogan if you will Uh you know The tremendous twenty-second. Well, we
2: are tremendous,
1: exactly. And and the very funny thing and the odd thing to me is, it's the tremendous twenty-fourth district as well. Is it really? Which is, it's the it's the only one that has the same.
2: That's very interesting. Like
1: I and I don't know who copied from who, or if it just kind of happened, and then everyone's like, we're keeping it because Uh, we're twinning, buddy. That's what it is. Yeah, and that's and I think now I think if anybody brought it up it'd be like, no, it's ours. We're not, (laughs) if we, if we changed, then we were the ones that backed down. Not that there's a real animosity about it, but well, you know, your podcast
2: off and you talk about connections and things like that and, and similarities. Yeah. Uh, I do just from listening to your podcast, I think there's an awful lot of similarities between the districts and some of the guys that we have here. Um, obviously you're real close friends with, uh, right worshipful brother now tim klein out here sure. yeah uh, and the guys from forest city good friends of mine um you've talked to quite a few of our guys in the area in the past so um we have a lot of similarities and i, I think we both wear it proudly so yes. i don't think it matters where it came from i just think that it's, it's it's good that we both wear it proudly and do it justice
1: right right and and then to you know speak on the fatherhood thing it's it's unbelievable And, you know, when you sit back and you you take all your feelings and everything out of it, and if you just look at your child, and this was the wildest thing to me when I first was sitting there. It's like, they love me unconditionally. Like, they literally think I'm, and my wife, not just (laughs) me. you know i know <laughs> i did see listen i got a little girl i mean
2: i know she loves her mama but i'm daddy
1: right i got you but you know it they don't they don't know you 10 years ago 20 years ago high school all the random wild stuff that happened throughout our lives and we don't need to go into any of that any of that but that's the that's for all for after the podcast yeah but but that's the that's that's the it factor, like, yep. man, like, and then and then to think like it's my job now to mold them into, you know, try to make them into a person that's going to be good for civilization and, you know, what happened in my life that I liked and didn't like and how can we continue to, there's a lot to it and I you
2: and, know, it's and wild, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about her. Her name's Kennedy, but uh, every day she makes me proud. She's only. Like I said, she's only two and a half years old, and my wife and I, we regularly talk about how much trouble we are in because uh, my wife and I, we're no slouches. We're both intelligent people. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're in a lot of trouble because this little girl is going to surpass us both. We, <laughs> right. ha- we have wisdom and experience, but she is smarter than both of us combined. She yeah. She – and she's willful, and that's what we asked for. We wanted her to be a strong, independent – girl that knew what she wanted and knew knew how to go after it. And well, at two and a half, she's already identifying she's as that, you know, she, her favorite movies, brave. And she's got a book called tales of brave and bold women. So like it's awesome. her favorite book. So she, it's, it's going to be her and I am confident in that. So it's all in how you raise them and the time you spent in them. So,
1: yeah. So give me a little bit about what you do. And you know, that you know, that's, that's a big thing when it comes to masonry, you know, work and life has to be conducive yeah. to be able to be an active member yeah you know?
2: uh so that's interesting because that's actually changed a lot since i joined the lodge okay um when i first joined the lodge i was a um, manager uh and mobile dj actually i whoa all right i, I dj'd <laughs> didn't see five, that one coming. yeah five six nights out of the week i was at a bar or at a wedding Um till two or three in the morning and um you mentioned you mentioned, you know, masonry and conducive to masonry. So (laughs) that's the interesting snap. I know we weren't even planning to talk about that, but uh um it it was interesting, so I made sure to take my Wednesday nights off. That was that was my That was the night off. And and I told my at the time girlfriend uh, who is now my wife that uh, Wednesday night was sacred. There was. It didn't matter what else came up. Wednesday night is sacred. Obviously, I'm. I'm. I'm hinting that my lodge meets every Wednesday out of the month. So,
1: every uh, Wednesday. Wow. Every single okay. Wednesday
2: without fail. Uh, if there's five Wednesdays in a month, we make the fifth Wednesday family night. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah. But uh, so then I transitioned. I was tired of doing that. I was, I was good at it, real good at it. But I was tired of being in the bars all the time. And you sure. know, masonry changes you too changes your perspectives and what's important to you Um, priorities if you will so i started thinking about what i could use my talents at i'm good at numbers good with people so i wanted to get into finance in some sort started working uh got licensed to sell insurance and annuities and things like that yeah didn't like the door-to-door aspect so i got into a bank Uh, now i am a wealth manager and investment representative for a, a national bank
1: Awesome. So I'm I'm guessing that you have one heck of a playlist going in the background. You know, yeah, so, yep. soft, soft. You know, uh, edited. <laughs> I I do I do
2: have my little Samsung buds in most of the time, yeah. uh, and and so I don't have to keep it as soft. Um, but yeah, I definitely always have uh, a
1: wide variety of things to listen to. That's for sure. I think, and you know, I'm going to dip back into the kid thing here. Is Music is one of the things I think can almost single-handedly well-round somebody. And if you – my wife, I love her to death. Music, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. And, you know, I've, I've grown to listen to it because I just like all kinds of music. But she'll go through my playlist, and she's like, this is trash. She's like, what is going on here? Oh, no. Because, you know, there'll be – I mean, it could be anything. It could be '90s rap. It could yep. be '70s rock. Or, you know, whatever. And each song is like, whatever it is, it hits something, yep. something in my soul that moves me. And that's the sort of thing with m- my two boys that I intentionally always have music on, and it's always just they're like, let's let's listen to whatever. Whatever they want to listen to, which music these days, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's tougher and tougher to enjoy this stuff. But I am no, right there with you. Yeah. I intentionally. One of these the days, songs.
2: Jim, I'm going to have to send you a message, a little picture. Uh, my daughter, um, I don't even know where she learned about them. I'm sure it was from me, but I don't remember ever mentioning their name. The other day, we were driving home in my truck and she said, Daddy, play Nirvana. And All i right. like, what oh, okay so i tossed some on and i'm just driving and i look in the rear view mirror and she says daddy do like this and she started like nodding her head to the beat and, and she again two and a half years old
1: yeah she's telling
2: me i need to be staying in the beat and getting in the groove and i'm like this little yes. girl she gets yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah she, <laughs> she she she's my mini you know what i mean
1: yeah, um, yeah
2: love it so i i completely agree awesome
1: awesome and you know to go back just the connections and you know before we even came up here talking about you know wealth management whatnot and i i worked in the bank for five years or so something like that and it's just wild how the more you get to know not just one individual it's wild how a big swath of individuals and you start to see and you know i think some of that is because we are masons we are a certain type of person and you know you start to see so many of those similarities, which yeah. I love. You know, I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna real quick. I'm gonna interrupt that for a second too, and I'm also gonna go back because I talked a lot about my uh, daughter. Sure, uh, but I'd be really remiss if I didn't mention uh, the value that my wife actually adds to our family. Yeah, uh, sure. My wife is my best friend. Uh, I hate that. I hate saying she's my rock, but she really is the driving force for yeah, me absolutely to uh always try to be the best version of myself because i see her doing that in her life right and, uh, right and i think we keep each other on that path absolutely Um we may or may not get into some of that history that we have together because it, it happened it it was it, it was very much in line with masonry we started dating uh while i was an entered apprentice oh okay. so i mean it was she loves Masonry almost as much as I do even though she doesn't know the secrets. Awesome. Uh, she's probably the biggest cheerleader for Masonry and she's brought me candidates before like cuz you know we're not supposed to technically ask <laughs> but my wife is <laughs> right. always like you should be a mason. It's fantastic. So yeah. um she's she's awesome and if I didn't mention it at some point tonight uh I'd be remiss. I wouldn't be in trouble but I'd be remiss if I didn't do it.
1: Anymore. You know and and to speak on that and, and I think why it's so easy to go right to your children because they're your thing. Like that's number one always. And I know with my wife, you know, we've been together for 170 years. It feels yeah. like, <laughs> and, and she would laugh and give me one of those looks right now. If she saw it, but we are together so much and talk back and forth so much that she's just part of me. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't ever think to say that because i'm talking about what we're doing at work and what we're this and that and the other thing and that's like hold on like we we got to make sure that Bree is acknowledged and, and your wife as well that's as guys that's kind of the we get into the of well we forget right because yeah. it's it's scott
2: and cassie it's jim and Bree. it's exactly. just we 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 exist together sure and 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 you're right we do forget sometimes um I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I had it in my notes to not forget, cause uh,
1: <laughs> but sure.
2: uh, I, I I do I do love her dearly, and uh, I'd I'd have been upset with myself if I didn't mention the role she's played both in my life and in masonry for me. So
1: yeah, absolutely. So give me a little bit on location, and obviously that's gonna roll right into what lodge you're a member of. So. Where yeah. are we at right now? So
2: we are currently sitting in uh, the library of John W. Barkley Lodge in North Olmstead. Beautiful North Olmstead, Ohio. Yes, <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's named after our grandmaster. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that here, uh, a past grandmaster. Um, but I've got a lot of time all over the country. I've actually lived, uh, you'll find this clever, from east to west, And between north and south. I've lived from coast to coast and and from the top to the bottom. Uh, I I lived in North Carolina in the military. I lived in California uh, when I was doing other various jobs. Uh, Lived in Georgia, also in the military, and then obviously right here about as far north as you can go without getting your feet wet. Sure, Uh, yeah. So I've been all over the country, but I I came back to Ohio because – hard to find people as good as you do in the midwest
1: right now is this where it all started it is okay yeah
2: born born in lakewood so oh okay yeah um came back here for family and other reasons but i really do love ohio and we talk sometimes about moving but especially now with masonry and the connections i I don't know where i don't know where i'd go i I don't know what i would do because
1: sure my family's here now we we have said you know, if the, what if the boys move? What if they go to Columbus? What if they go to wherever? My wife's like, we would move there. I'd be like, but what about 417? Yeah, what about Palestine? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, she's like, there's Masons down there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it isn't anything against the 14th or, you know, no, whatever district. But they're different Masons. It's, you know, those guys, you know, they know me on a, such a ground floor level, it's a different type. You know how it is. It's, I do. You, we'll it's we'll like be talking onion. about it. Listen, like Jim, we're going to be talking about it
2: later tonight. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's uh, reach out into a little, yeah, a little bit else of your Mason uh, b- travel. So pendant bodies. Well,
2: um, so currently I am the high priest of Bahurum council, uh, the nice. va- in the Valley of Cleveland. Uh, I am the current secretary of the 22nd District Blue Lodge Association. Okay. Uh, the current Grand Master's Reception Chairman. Okay. Uh, I'm a noble, not technically active, uh, but I am a noble of Karan Shrine. Uh, nice. I, know, I know that's Bingo. something we share. Um, I'm an Eastern star in the River Chapter, which is uh, one of the premier chapters here in Ohio. Uh, joined that to be able to partake in something Masonic with my wife and actually my sure. stepmother. Awesome. Uh, so this part's interesting. I'm former Royal Arch, uh, but it, and I'm also former al Grotto. Um, that's not anything against either of those bodies. It just became too many dues, and I wasn't doing anything with them. Yes. Uh, the plan is always to eventually get back to doing something. But I promised my wife at one point that you know can only do so many bodies at one time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So once once I finish up my time as the uh, uh, sovereign prince, if if so elected, coming up here of the uh, Bahram Council at, at the uh, Valley of Cleveland, once that's completed, uh, if I have some time, I'm probably going to get involved in something else sure right right i got i got the sign off i got the check off from the wife already as long as i'm not taking on any more officer (laughs) roles yes uh then i can look at at doing some of those other items um and then i'm i'm also a life member of the turtles
1: you know it's funny you bring that up because i know nothing literally nothing other than there are turtles i i and and have i dug into it No, but if this is not in your notes, give me a little bit of your. So I'm I'm almost
2: embarrassed. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you. Okay, uh, Jim. So there was a couple guys that met at my lodge. I know very little about the turtles as well. Uh, Oh, okay. There was a couple guys in my lodge. uh, The one that I remember the most, his name was Otto Mack. They they don't come anymore. One of them's passed, and the other one is is homebound at this point. Um, and they were two of my favorite guys, you know, you know, the guys from the Muppets that would sit up in the rafters, they, they were hysterical to me when I was a young Mason coming up, watching them sit and crack jokes over in the other corner. Um, and and they, they made my heart smile when I'd come to lodge. And, uh, one time they told me about it. The only things I know about it is how to answer. Uh, so if you're asked, if you're a turtle, there's a specific answer. Okay. And, uh, and if you don't answer it correctly, you owe a beer. To somebody,
1: okay, uh, all right.
2: I know that one 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 time of dues will get you a lifetime membership. Okay, it, it was me? real easy to use. Um, but as far as if there was ever meetings, I I've not really met many other turtles to even ask. So I paid that lifetime dues when they asked me. I was like, yeah, for you guys here. And I think it was something silly, like twenty bucks. It was it was right. it was a ridiculous fee. I was like, all right, here I'm going to do this and. But I wear it proudly. I, I I love that I am a turtle because yeah. that's something that not a lot of guys get to say. And you've probably seen it somewhere.
1: The decal. And yeah. You, you see the turtle and it says, "Are you a turtle?" And then it's you know the little yep. acronym down there. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I it's, love it.
2: It's uh, and if you don't answer it right, that's where you owe the other you owe the, oh, the other turtle <laughs> a beer um i think it was i think it started off as a joke but uh i'm not sure if they ever actually did have any meetings or anything like that but still a proud lifetime member and yeah um, sure and then always obviously blue lodge always has my heart first
1: that's yeah you know when i when i went out of the east and everybody out here that's listened to all these is like all right here he goes again (laughs) yeah but you know i I wasn't sure what i was going to do you know once you're out of that east you know you put your whole heart and soul into that year especially your first shot through you know and once that's over it's like oh it's like ricky bobby like what do i do with my hands like i don't know what to do and i i actually i can't remember what line it was i was talking about getting into the valley of youngstown scottish right line which i'm a member of and then district association kind of came right along and right into deo so it's it's um it's wild to, how you have to have something need something to go on with that with um well, well you know what let me tell you a little bit about our our lodge because
2: sure. uh, i know on the walk-in i pointed out the yeah, picture the of store, john, yeah. w ba- john w john w barkley he's a past grandmaster and i think it was 56 okay 1956 uh quick look on uh, grandview will confirm that for us but I right. uh, um so it was named after Most Worshipful Jobber, uh, John W. Barkley, who was raised in Newton Falls Lodge, which oh, is actually yeah. out by you.
1: Yeah, 25th, but pretty close.
2: Yeah, and uh, he was a founding member of one of the five lodges that actually merged to make John W. Barkley okay. Lodge. Wow. Uh, it was uh, North Olmstead, uh, O.N. Steele, uh, Brooklyn, Fairview, and Laurel Lodges. Now, Laurel is important to me, and when we start getting into potentially uh, talking about family ties and other things like that, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of touch on That'll that a little that bit in. more.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, and I, usually I go right into family after this, but I um, kind of wanted to jog around the questions here a little bit. So, Yeah, by all I means have at I it. I wanted to jump into the officer line because, obviously, you've been through it, and – there's so many different aspects of that officer line and what it does to you, how it changes you, how you thought it changed you because my officer line experience and what I took from it may be a completely different, you know, what I needed from it, what it gave me compared to what attributes you were already bringing into the into the equation. So, so moving into <laughs> the officer line, and obviously that starts with coming into masonry. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Was that something that's been in your family or – did you just say, you know what, I've had a thought about this. I've seen it. I'm going to go for it. What's the story there?
2: Yeah, so it's a little bit of a combination, okay. uh, including even the National Treasure joke, right? Like what what brought me to masonry? Um, the answer is yes, yes, and yes. It always um, does, right? Yeah, so there's – I can kind of unpack this a little bit more. Um, so my grandpa was a mason. Awesome. Awesome. Um, he was a member it's funny that we're on this topic right after the 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 five merged lodges he was a member of laurel lodge okay uh, which i didn't know honestly at the time of joining barkley here i just knew my grandpa was a mason and it was it was somewhat impactful for me he he passed when i was 14 years old um and i remember remember loosely being at his funeral and he had some he Masons show sure. up right and I didn't know much about it, but I remembered, I remembered that, and I remember my dad mentioned one of these guys that used to came, come over and visit my grandpa when he was older. He said, you see that ring? That guy, he's a 32nd degree Mason. And he said it with such like awe, like, oh, this Whoa. guy is a, this guy's a real This guy deal. important. And, yeah. I, and I was like, so that impressed me when I was a little kid. So Ooh. I always wondered a little bit about it. Uh, my grandpa and I, I was I, – I loved my grandpa dearly, but I never really got to know him because he was a very quiet man. He was an old school guy, like work hard, take care of the family, but you don't spend a lot of time at home. Yeah, Um, sure. Respected the heck out of him. uh, But unfortunately, I just didn't get to know him as well as I would have liked to. Yeah. So that was step one. Okay. Kind of that introduction, right? Uh, Secondly, I had friends. I happened to be uh, helping a friend move one day
1: yes the friend thing yeah no, there we it is i was helping a there <laughs> helping a friend
2: move and packing up a box for him and all of a sudden i grabbed a bible off his bedside table and i see a similar uh symbol that i had recognized yeah. from something and and i and i kind of looked at it and i then i looked up at him and i said are you is this no yeah and And that was that was it, you know that's actually how I got in, okay, but I would not have known to look because it wasn't actually my grandpa I didn't recognize a symbol for my grandpa in my mid twenties or so, I kind of started doing a lot of internal searching okay. uh, studying a lot of different philosophies and and, and religious ideas sure and, and what was funny again, coming back to that idea of connections, uh not necessarily interpersonal connections but interfaith and inner philosophy connections sure i kept running across this common or commonality rather um and masonry kept popping up freemasonry yeah or or certain things that were connected to it right, uh, right. things of the school of thought and it might just mention it in a passing word but like it just kept popping up okay and i don't believe in coincidence at right all. Right. Uh, so when all of a sudden that square and compass popped up on my friend's Bible and, and I said, are, are, are you a Mason? And he said, yeah. I said, so why am I not a Mason yet? Right. What do I got to do? Uh, obviously, that was. You that just was, did it. Right. <laughs> you did it. It was interesting because the, the brother who that was, he hadn't been involved in Masonry for a while he he actually from what i understand was suspended at the time from of dues so he came back to lodge paid his dues got himself good so that he could bring me in and then he moved off uh so we we came in he was with me he was my mentor for a little while yeah and then he moved away so i was kind of on my own but that was that was that that moment that i needed that was the he was in the right place at the right time for the right person to ask and 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 everything fell in place so, yeah, a little combination of friends, family, yeah, and the yeah. whole, you know, the esoteric or the national treasurer or the Dan Brown, whatever you want to call sure, it. Sure, absolutely, uh, the, so, triad. Yeah, it's, the triad. Yeah, it was it was all there for me, so it was just a matter of when it it all landing in place.
1: You know, speaking to that, and I've said on the podcast before, my grandfather was a mason, and he passed when I was a freshman. I was probably 14 because I was a young freshman, which is – while the connections that continue to happen Mm -hmm. and similarities but I think and obviously it was a different school of thought but one of the biggest disservices masonry has had is that era and not not in the sense of hard workers Mm -hmm. dedicated great masons I don't want to say that at all but a lot of men missed out missed out on years of masonry we missed out on a huge chunk of the population
2: i know your your uh, listeners can't hear but i'm nodding my head's gonna fall off by my head right now
1: i'm I'm on my soapbox here if you can't tell (laughs) but you know that's the sort of thing you know same with you know with me you know he passed and my father wasn't a mason and i spent 10 years yeah neither was my dad yeah it was just loosely and loosely rolling around it it was in there but i never really it wasn't in the forefront i didn't have a friend until ryan cresano boom hit me with it you know but did did um, laurel lodge or or barkley lodge miss out on your father being a mason because your grandfather wasn't saying anything about it and not necessarily. Well, I think I think you're I think you're on
2: something, yeah, Jim. Um, so, give me about five seconds. Here's that ADHD rabbit trail, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I am in my Masters of the Craft in the Royal Schofield Society. Awesome. Uh, but during um, during the portion of the family history where you go back three generations, yeah, absolutely. I actually had to look up my grandpa and his okay. Masonic record. And what I found out was that Laurel Lodge merged into John W. Barkley two weeks before my grandpa passed away. So if you look at his Masonic record, he died as a member of John Barkley. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, And so that is real cool. And, and you mentioned, did my dad miss out on an opportunity? Because my grandpa didn't talk about it. And you're absolutely right. He did miss out on that opportunity. Until about a year after I was raised, oh, and my dad said, "Success! Why don't I join you?" Uh, yes. and, and I got I got the the absolute pleasure. He was a one day class guy. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely, sure, some of sure. the best masters I've served with and under are one day class guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, I got the pleasure to bring my dad to light. I got the pleasure to raise wow. my dad because I was his candidate coach at a Absolutely. one day class so now i sit with my dad who's now the marshal of our lodge and has been for the last six years
1: awesome that yeah. you know the ability to <laughs> i i wish i could have and my dad passed and i don't know if he even would have who knows that but that is awesome and two things i want to hit on here and we're, it's going to be a long one because we're not even through the, we're not even through the first page yeah. and we're spiraling but you know the one day class and you're right because, you know, you can get a stigma about that. If you look at these Palestine laws right now, everybody except two officers, the officer line, are one-dayers. And it's We're hard. about
2: 50-50 here. Uh, our senior warden is. Uh, worshipful master, current worshipful master is not. Um, but, yeah, it. it I, I, I think you've mentioned it in your podcast before, but the attrition rate, when you go out 10 years – it is exactly the same. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter how you come into the fraternity. I think you've said it almost in these words before. It, it, it's 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 not the car you get there in, right? Yep, it's, it's just it's, it's what you dance. do when, when you get there. Yep, that's yep. it. And 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 that's a hundred percent right. I I'll never disparage, and I hope nobody ever does disparage somebody from coming to Masonry, regardless of how they get here. Yeah. As long as when they get here, they apply themselves and 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 learn to love the craft.
1: Yeah, you know that. Hundred percent, it. And and lastly, to hit on the, you know, past ages, you know, your grandfather or my grandfather, you know, I'm not saying they should have said, "Hey, join." No, because I don't say that to my boys. I don't want ever, I don't want them to join because they think I wanted them to join. I want them to join because they've been around it. I speak highly of it. And that's something that they want to do. Will they probably join either way? Probably because that's like my life, and you know they're tied into it. But that—that's the miss that I think. And there was so much tied to—we don't speak about it at all—and that led to. I feel like some of our drop-off, which happens everywhere, is part of that misgeneration. I don't want to go on that rabbit hole because we can. Stew on that, that for a that long time. That could be a whole episode. Yeah. So so you've come through. You've become a Master Mason. How long did it take before you got into officer chair? Was that quick or was that... Oh,
2: a- Jim, who, who, who wastes time getting in an officer chair? <laughs> why,
1: why sit out here when we have this right. one open for you?
2: Uh, so I mentioned to you the, the brother... That had the Bible on his bedside table. Yeah. Uh, well, when he got back involved, uh, they quickly tossed him to an officer che- seat. So okay, when he was uh, okay. he had to step up. He was junior steward, and one day the uh, senior steward was out. Right. Sure. And he said, "Hey, hey, buddy,
1: brother, yeah. come, come over here. here. With me.
2: Yeah, come over here, sit next to me. We can we can goof around, you know. There's during no the meetings. <laughs> yeah. Just toss that uh, jewel and apron on, and you'll be good. Yeah. Uh, the next year, the incoming worshipful master asked me if i'd step into the senior steward position so um less than a year yeah i was i was i was an officer it
1: always happens yeah and and for everyone listening out there if you are not a mason do not be afraid of that you do not have to say yes but you know a lot of the guys that you know once you sit in that chair and you get to see everything and the apron's pretty cool the jewel's pretty cool you it's just something about it. It just gets into your bones, you know.
2: The only the only caution I would say with that, Jim, and 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 I and I I assume we'll probably agree on this is just if you do go into it, know that it, it it's a long commitment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, su- junior and senior steward are easy enough to replace if something happens, but once you're an elected officer,
1: it's, it, so it's a whole
2: different animal. Um, so hopefully, if you're going to go into one of those officer seats understand that it is a a multiple year commitment and, and that your end goal should be sitting in the East Uh, and and then being able to man the lodge and, and do a good job. Like that's, you want to move your lodge forward and don't want to be a detriment. And that's nothing to say anything against a brother because everybody has different skills and talents. Not everybody's cut out to be a master of the lodge. And that's again, not disparaging the brother. Some of the best, masons i know have never sat in the master seat
1: yeah we we have a gentleman and i'm mike Mayer. he he'd be a great he he has great ideas he he talks well he's excited you know older gentleman and he takes on the fellow craft team anytime there's a fellow craft team we know that he can be one of those anchors if you have some new guys that aren't sure of what's going on Mm -hmm. and that's his deal he comes he enjoys it but never takes that step and that's you need all sorts it takes all sorts and 100% and you know the the thing with that especially when you get into that officer ch- chair and this is something that's kind of tough because people will get into the hey this is a volunteer organization until you take an obligation to be an officer do you know i'm so glad you said that
2: be- uh I don't know if I've ever heard that on the podcast before, but something that gets under my skin more than any time is when somebody says, we can't push these guys, specifically talking about officers. Sure. We can't push these guys because it's a volunteer organization. So I'm a military guy. Right. The military, I had to volunteer to do that too. Right. But once I took the obligation- Now you're in. Now you're in. You, you've, you've made a commitment. You've made a promise. So- Fulfill your commitment and your promise.
1: Sure. And, until it's done. And, and you know, with that, and, you know, I'm a little lenient in some senses, life happens. Sure. Are, am, are we getting paid to be at Blue Lodge? No. Absolutely not. Not in monetary terms. Did, but you
2: shouldn't go into it
1: with the expectation
2: that you're going to step out
1: of yes, it. Yes. If you have a job that that, hey, I know that I'm in and out of work, or I'm in and out of You know, you travel, whatever, you know, our junior deacon, he travels to Florida every other week right now. And when he asked to be in line, that was brought up. And he said, I know. And he's like, this is my schedule. And after this part, it cuts way down because this is kind of a, he needs to be in with the company and whatnot. And then once that's done, he can do more mobily. We understand that. If you're a if you're an officer, if you're an officer and you just say, "Well, I, I scheduled Mexican that night with the family," like, yeah. But you know that yep. every second Wednesday at Palestine is our meeting, or every Wednesday at Berkeley, you know.
2: Well, and that's that's one of the reasons. If you, if you notice, I mean, I'm involved in a lot of other organizations, but I'm only officers in a couple, and it, and it's it's very specific, right? Because they don't interfere with each other I won't take on an officership if it's going to inter- interfere with an obligation I've already made sure um, and that's that's caused some not, not waves per se but like some challenges and things that maybe I wanted to do but it was because I already made a commitment and until I'm done and fulfilled that commitment yeah. I can't rightfully take on something else that's going to interfere and make me make my word less to a brother sure. I think that you know our handshake and our, our, our word is bond uh, you know
1: so yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. So, <clears throat> oh my goodness, so going through the officer chairs, and I've said this many times, I had a lot of anxiety about talking in front of people. It's hard to believe because we haven't stopped talking, and that was one of the things that it gave me is slowly chipped away some of that anxiety, that nervousness, and gave me the confidence to say, Hey, I can do this, and with the help of knowing that all the guys out there wasn't going to throw tomatoes at me they were yeah. all on my side you know really helped that what effect did that journey have on you what do you think what parts of your ashler do you think were chipped away a little bit during your journey because it's different for everybody
2: sure in regards to speaking i never really had a major issue with that um it, I, I think it did help me refine my ability to be able to do that yeah openly and not behind a dj my, <laughs> yeah, like sure. a, it was easy behind a mic and a DJ booth. I was in control there, right? I felt but, but being able to speak openly in a group, that was for sure made easier. But uh, in regards to the line and, and what that did, it was that was profound, right? There was no way for me to prep what that actually did for me. It was I do believe that if done properly, the progressive chairs is the world's best personal development course Uh, if I have any advice to new members um, that are getting ready to step in line is take a personal inventory of where you are as you're stepping in that's huge right think about who you are as a person and where you are and then for a moment when you step out of the east when you've got a few minutes to reflect and, and think about it go back to that moment I don't think you're going to recognize the guy that that you were, however many years, whether it's, whether it's the full seven years or you do it in a a faster action, sure, it changes the man. If it's done properly, it has to change the man. You have to come out of it different. That's part of that. I think I've heard another brother on your podcast refer, uh, refer to the initiatory experience, right? Sure. It, It has to change you. It's part of what masonry is designed to do, um and and it did it for me without knowing it was coming
1: um, yeah you know that that's I've, I've said it how many times but the last night that i was master it, you know that was my inventory you yeah. know because i didn't have somebody to say you should think about this you yeah. know and, and i just took a few minutes you know maybe while elio was talking or whatever was going on because i was really savoring that last time in the east as master i've sat you know for degrees and whatnot but that's different than being the master of the hundred percent you know and just thinking about all the things in that journey that had led up whether they were good or bad or miscues or things that were excellent and how it led to that point right there in that that's actually an inventory is i never had that like what should i call that it's like i just just thought about everything yeah but an inventory that's a good one yeah
2: so in regards to a specific thing that that i learned uh i'd probably have to say it really helped me to understand and appreciate true servant leadership yes um doing it for the right reasons and there's this really cool saying that i I apply to masonry, but now throughout all the rest of our life, my life, right? Yeah. Um, that people follow for two reasons, out of fear and out of respect. Right. Right? But the people that follow follow out of fear are going to leave as soon as it's beneficial or opportune. Exactly. People that follow you out of respect will follow you all the way across the battle. That's it. Right? Yeah. And, and, I, and I hope, I hope that as a leader i led from the front and that i showed that servant leadership and i know my guys traveled with me my guys were there when i asked uh without question if i if i put it out that i I was going to be somewhere i I needed a hand doing something they showed up and they showed out and and that says a lot about my lodge as well but i hope that i was able to illustrate that for them by the time i got to the east the value of servant leadership
1: yeah yeah you know the thing that it it kind of gave me along the way, which this is, I I talk about John Martin, the legend, you know, legend, right, right. Wars for past district advisor, um, our chaplain for a long time. And, you know, he was my chaplain and he's like a a Masonic cheat code (laughs) because anything in that blue book that has a letter and not a word, he knows it. It's unbelievable. Like I wish I had that type of, you know cognitive ability i don't i don't know how i get dressed some days <laughs> but you know the uh, you know learning about that servant leadership and this is something i'm not proud about but you know you always have to have goals something to strive for whatever it is and when i was senior deacon i was uh the master worship brother rocky bosley awarded me mason of the year and that was kind of a bar like i can't believe this you know one of the awesome things the next year and this isn't tooting horns but in my head i thought i had one hell of a year just ideas and different things we did and whatnot and i kind of said in my head like this year i'm gonna get mason of the year was that right no but it was just kind of the bar that was set at that time. And my wife will still joke about, Ryan Crisano gave the award to um, Red worship brother, John Martin. And he he told me afterwards, he came up and he's like, hey, I just wanna let you know that uh, he gave me a distinguished service award. He's like, I went back and forth. And he's like, just with everything that John does, he's like, I couldn't. and. And I'm like, I I understand, and that's his prerogative. I don't get to choose who wins or who should win or whatever, and I don't get to be mad that I wasn't picked. But, you know, it it wasn't until I was in the East with John Martin and saw all the stuff that – I mean, he is the chaplain, other than his prayers, and some of those he doesn't even have to memorize. (laughs) He can read them out of the book if he wants to. The stuff that he did for our lodge, our district, was so far above and beyond those little ideas I had. My whatever year that was, whatever seat I was in, I really, and I actually went to Ryan and told him this story. I'm like, hey, I got to tell you this. I'm like, I never told anyone except my wife this. And, you know, it was it was something that I felt bad that I was that petty. But once again, when you get to that end of the end of the line sort of deal, it's like, wow. You know, that that was part of that Ashler for me that was rough. Sure. And it took me that much time for that to be chipped away and realized like, you know what, there are other things that maybe are bigger than your race idea or whatever whatever thing it was i don't even remember the things but you know and it was a humbling thing so that makes me reminiscent
2: of one of my favorite sayings and i'm going to chop it up because i know you know sure uh but our worshipful brother ben franklin yeah uh he was he once was asked about you know all of the virtues he has a list of virtues that he found important to be a man sure uh and he said i've achieved all of them except humility and i yes. always found that interesting right so why did he say all of them except humility and what i came to right is that once you once you believe you've achieved humility you've lost it yeah exactly right? it's a constant reminder to stay humble my friend and continue to work in the quarries yeah right the work will be noticed where it needs
1: to be and just stay humble keep your head down and keep on working and right now I I feel about this big. E- even thinking about thinking that way. It, it's, it's, it's wild, it is it's wild. You know? And and that's and that's a thing. That's a sort of thing. That's growth is what it is. Yeah. It's the and I love this quote and I don't remember where I heard it from, but it's like the the river, you know. The man is never the same. You never step in the river the same, the same river. The river's different. And I really botched that line. That that's was total, okay. total chopped up. But you did, you did excellent with the Franklin thing. Thanks. <laughs> Mine, they're probably like, I don't understand what he's saying. But you know, the man is different. I'm a different, different guy because of all those trials and tribulations along the way. Yeah, and you know, still upset at myself. But that's how you keep learning and keep striving to get better. Well, I look, did put. Oh, go ahead. No, go for, it, go for it. All right,
2: I I did put a little note in after that spot in our uh, little bullet points of things we wanted to try to talk about. Yeah. Uh, this was something else I thought was really interesting that I realized, unfortunately, probably after I got out of okay. the line. Yeah. Um. Or maybe no. I think I realized it as as I was master because I tried to instill this with my senior deacon. Uh, some guys may or may not notice that there's actually a natural mentorship within the line of a progressive line, right? So when you're sitting as junior warden, your senior steward travels with you over to the senior warden chair and becomes your junior deacon. Yeah. And when you travel up to master, that guy, that brother should be traveling with you as your senior deacon. And we all know that the senior deacon is pretty much the go-to the guy for guy. the worshipful master. Yeah. So... I'm going to also put out a a charge, if you will, to the brethren that are listening. If you are sitting as junior warden, spend the time to help develop your senior steward. Because if everything works out well, that brother is going to be your senior deacon and help make or break your year as worshipful master. And you can help them become the best kind of worshipful master. Sure. So pay attention to where people are sitting in the lodge and how they move around. Because yeah. you can spend some time, just a little time, on mentorship, develop that bond with your that brother, and it, it'll it'll do
1: wonders for you when you
2: get to that east. Absolutely,
1: and, you know that's I have I, never looked at it that way. I've I've looked at it in the sense of the guy you're appointing as the most important person in lodge. Sure, because seven in my mind, seven years from now, they could be running the lodge is that the guy you know there's let, let's say we get 10 guys that are excited about being in the chair which holy cow if you got that that's kudos to you guys whoever that is but do you pick the guy that's your buddy because he wants to be in or do you pick the guy that says this guy however the dynamic of your officer line is because you get go-getters you get guys that you know toe the line they're you know all types because we're all different where does that guy fit because you can't have too many chiefs in that line boom 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 or then everything starts to you got to have some sort of symmetry that's funny even though we're all brothers you have to know how best to work and best i just had to to submit
2: some names for the scottish right for the next junior officer for my line yeah, because uh, coming up in May, I should be going in as the uh, again the sovereign prince of, of my line. Sure. So I actually just had to submit a name, and the amount of time I spent this time, I I, I spent some time when I went in as master, but having the time to reflect on that uh, since being master, I spent a lot more time this time <laughs> <of> sitting back <laughs> right. and looking because right. I also had the whole district to choose from, right, or for the whole uh the, the whole valley area. So yeah.
1: What would you tell a junior warden? And and this is a question I haven't really asked before. What would you tell that guy? Because everybody says when you sit in that chair, you should be planning your year. (laughs) Nobody tells you what to do. They say plan your year. And, you know, obviously if you're paying attention and you're attentive, you should kind of get a bead on how the year goes. But what do you
2: tell that guy? So, number one, actually, what I was just talking about, about that natural mentorship program. Yeah. Um, spend time with your senior steward. Get to know that brother, like, intimately. Get, sure. Spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Get to know their family. Uh, in a couple of years, you're going to be an ask, asking an awful lot of that brother. Yeah. And you need them to have your, have your back. Um, but, again, obviously, you know, you're, you, the other piece is you need to tell them your year should be planned. By the yeah. time by the time you come out of the seat your year should be planned other than tentative dates yeah, things tweaking like things. you know sure. your inspection your installation because you have to wait to get the confirmation for the dates everything else the ink should be drying when you come out of the seat yes um, it, it, it is the the polish is for senior warden that's sure. that's when you're polishing up things and and writing out the fine details the minutia but yes you need to have a really solid plan by the time you come out of there because there's no guarantee that nothing's going to happen and you're not going right to the East. Yeah. That's that's it. That's That's
1: the wild thing. Right. Never know. And you know, it's, and it's not just a, Hey, somebody, it it can be anything, you know, guy moved. Yeah. I got his dream job in Texas or wherever it is. I mean,
2: God forbid, uh, but it happens. Somebody passes. Yeah. Anything can happen. Sure. Hopefully your lodge has a, a solid set of past masters and somebody can step in and to help out. But if that's not the case,
1: more yeah. often
2: than not, the junior guy is going up. Yeah, you, you it. only need to. I mean, according to Ohio, you only need to spend one year as a warden before you can be master. So
1: right, you know that's that's it. Be ready. That that's the biggest thing. You know, I kind of looked at that when I was master of what did I need there, or you know, and it it's not anything against the guys ahead of me because you know from Bob Bachelor. Appointed me into the line of senior steward. All of those guys were just, you know, giants. I, I was when hmm. by the time I got to the east, I was standing on the shoulder of giants. You know, they basically just said, "Here's the road, go and let you do what you do." But you know, there's always things that can be better, things you can change, and that's where I looked. I was like, "What did I need then?" And I needed an outline. This is what you should do. This is where what all the little things like writing down your meeting yeah you know the, you the know agenda the, you know the biggest issue in my agenda the biggest problem i had to start when to wrap the gavel huh. yeah. because i'd write my agenda okay we need to do this we need to do that we need to do this you know the bills or whatever and you're so worried about everything you need to do and your lines getting everything straight and i'd say something and i'm sitting there smiling like all right, i got this and John Martin would be like, wrap the gavel! <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh my God! So that's one thing I tell him: like, listen, if you're not a hundred percent locked in, right, wrap the gavel. Yep, I did. Everyone wrap the gavel, the man, gavel. Jim. If you saw my agendas, I, I, I
2: they were probably as half as yeah. thick as this book. <laughs> at least for the first part of the year, man, I was, I had, I was, I was. Again, I told you I had I have ADHD and I know myself. If yeah. I don't write it down, it's out the it's window, gone, right? right? So, sure. yeah, I my agendas were sometimes 3 pages just to make sure I didn't forget anything. So, I I get yeah. it. I yeah. get it.
1: Being installed as master. And you know, if you look through there's so many different, you know, things when you get that apron that they tell you about and even the purple the fraternity may be on your shoulders, whatever that may be. To me, that is you don't ever get that again and it doesn't i mean you you know i'm a deo and i was installed deo unbelievable never in my life thought that i would ever aspire anything above even getting to the east because i was scared to death and i've said that so many times you know but it wasn't being installed as master you know it's just that it's the first time yeah so what was that thought like how did that feel was that just was the thought of what you thought it would be when it happened was it that or was it just completely you know hard to explain
2: um i know your listeners can't see but i'm like off there trying to trying to recapture that moment because it was it was very surreal um I mean, how do you put words on that after all the work and, and time mm-hmm. you put in? Um, I, I When I came into the fraternity, I, I tried to appear cocky and, and, and like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. But I, I was I was a scared little lamb, right? Like sure, I, sure. I, I never really believed in myself to that extent. Um, but I knew based on and, – and it's funny that you mentioned standing on the shoulders of giants – when we get, when we eventually start talking about some of the the people and the 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 the, the, the relationships that I've built, uh, that's probably probably the best words to use, right? With standing on the shoulders of giants, I knew without a doubt when I went in as master that I had the right guys, both in front of me, yes, and following me, that I couldn't fail. Exactly. Um, And if I did, I was going to be letting people down that I held so highly. So I put everything I had into making sure that I was a success as a master. Sure. And and I don't believe that my lodge is, you know, some amazing lodge because of what I did. Right. Um, I managed to not mess things up too bad (laughs) while I was steering the ship, right? Uh, Sure. I, I hope that I left it in a little better condition that I found it. Masonry has given me too much to to leave it in the same condition I found it. Right. I hope I hope that it was even Move an forward. iota, just a scosh sure. better than it was when I got in the seat. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't have that confidence when I came in, and it was a very surreal experience to sit down and just know that I had it under control. Yeah. And it it was, and I, and I hope that doesn't sound arrogant because I I never would have thought. That I would be yeah. saying that, yeah. But again, that's all due to the people who had come before me, the people I had looked up to as mentors, the sure. people who had taken just a little time to help develop me as a mason. Um, it's like uh, it's, standing on the shoulders of giants. Is
1: it's like that, you know? Part of the master mason charge, the confidence we repose in you yeah. is, you know, that that's one of those things. Is they elected you? You you didn't. Yeah. You didn't write the ballot. They said he is the guy we want because they could have just as easily said, no, we're going to do this. We're going to go a different direction.
2: I think that's a really relevant. Like every time when we have our annual meeting, right? Yeah. And they say, brother, so-and-so you've been elected to such and such position. Um, you can tell it's, it's a nuance, right? People say slightly different things. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just because they think it's what people want to hear. But I, I always, I always, I always like to hear a brother say, "Thank you for putting the confidence in me. Thank, sure. thank you for trusting me with this responsibility. Right, it's that huge. It, it, it shows something, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a hundred percent. And that's that's probably what I felt as, as master. We had a packed room, and when you get to go look at the lodge later, uh, you'll see we had we had to add extra rows. Awesome. Uh, we have brothers from Canada. We ended up having like,
1: wow. um, Okay.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. We got a, we got a sister lodge up in Canada that we travel back and forth with. And we've been doing that for over 86 years.
1: Oh, wow. okay, It's it's
2: really long tradition, but we had something like 15 families down that, that, that year. Uh, we had past masters, deputies from all over. And, and I was, I was floored by the turnout. Um, yeah obviously this was pre-covid we still haven't quite got back to yeah, that we're but working, working we're working on. on getting there but uh um I walked in and and, and even even the number of people that would have that would have made me my heart just drop into my stomach but I walked up there I knew what I needed to do paid attention to the agenda my my 10-page yes. agenda <laughs> yeah right. and uh and wrap the gavel when I needed to and 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 it went well but again it was just I was I was floored at the confidence that had been built in me by the giants that had come before.
1: Exactly. And and you know, and <laughs> sometimes sometimes those gentlemen don't get to hear what impact they made. If you if you sit around and, and Wade Bear, who yeah. <laughs> is friend, boss master before me Wade I,
2: bear if you're listening i i feel like we're best buddies too i know you i know right? most of the guys from your lodge man i can't wait to come and visit
1: but but you know wade and then ryan crescendo and yep. rocky bosley and bob bachelor i don't sit with wade and ryan and tell them about how much they made an impact you know it's just the guys it's you know the group is back yep. together the band's back together so we're bs and then josh and joking around you know we don't do a good job sometimes of letting people know. Well, we're guys; we got to be tough. We yeah, can, we can't it. share that yeah, type we of stuff. Emotions? What are those? Yeah, you know. But that's the sort of thing, and I don't say it that often. But when you sit back and think about every every person along the way that's gave you that little bit of confidence, and you know, that's that's a big deal, which we miss sometimes. So, let's fast forward three hundred and sixty five days the day you step out of the East oh. and you put the worst day in oh. my life. Not really the worst day in my life. But, and, th- and this is a very important thing that you have to learn in masonry, is, you know, you only arise to this position for a certain time and then you put your white apron back on and become a worker. Yeah. What was that feeling like? Because I know it was just... I was almost in a, you know, downward spiral because I, I said it so many times. I enjoyed it. I loved the whole the whole journey. I loved my year as master. I loved. I did not love rolling. That wasn't it. But I loved the group. It it just everything worked. It was such a great year, and not that. Worcester Brother McElroy's year after it, he he did well. And we went through COVID. It was tough, but it's not the same. It's just, it's always a little different. You have to find yourself after you get out there. So what, what was your story like? Did you have to go in a dependent body direction or something to fill that void? Or what was it like? Well,
2: so Jim, I, I actually had already stepped in. So, um, on my first year out. So there was, there was as far as feelings, how was I feeling? Uh, there was a few things going on. It was a dichotomy of feelings at the time. Yeah. Um, so I lost both both my last grandparent and my, I mean, I, I don't want to even refer to her as step, my, my sister that yeah. year. Oh um, my, it was, sorry. and they were only a couple months apart. And you know, the support that my lodge showed to me through that was just enormous uh, sure. when I needed to take a little time away again. Some of those past masters who helped shape me were the ones that stepped in and made sure the lodge ran when I needed to take a little mini break. Um, but I was, I was feeling anxious, right? Uh, I, was, I was feeling like the lodge no longer needed me. And then I was also naively relieved, like, oh, I could take a little bit of a break. That wasn't the case, right? Because uh, right. the next year I, I ended up serving uh, as a lodge education officer. Yes, yeah. which is as well. Jumped, old... r- jumped right in. Yeah. Uh and I think I think if I if I'm doing my math right, that was also when I stepped in as chaplain of the Blue Lodge Association. Uh I was already my second year in my line at Burham Council. So <laughs> I had I had my stuff lined so, up. Yeah, yeah, you had you had um, your place So I role. had things to do, but but as far as the Lodge, I was definitely anxious. Because I told you at the beginning that my heart belongs to my Blue Lodge. Sure. Um, I felt no longer needed, even as the Leo. Which eventually I realized real quickly that no, that I, I was an important role, and I was Huge. I was making an impact. So it didn't last long. But 365 days after getting put in, that was how I was feeling. Uh, was the lodge going to be successful without me? Because yeah. I, I was a little arrogant at that point, not <laughs> not intentionally, and it was an unconscious thought sure. that like they need how me. Are, they need me yeah I, right I, I i i did all these things and then i i had to like gut check myself and go no the lodge would have done these things with or without me hopefully hopefully i, I helped to improve it it's the same thing hopefully i helped to improve it a little bit but our lodge I, I like to use the ship comparison that ship was already on a course right all i was doing was standing behind the helm and making sure that it didn't get too far off course right right exactly. it's 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 uh it's a very humbling thing to realize that this lodge has been around for 110 years and it's going to be around a lot longer than I'm here. Right? Sure. Um, so we, we're, we we do well. Uh, we're not, I know. And unfortunately for some lodges, they're not sure about their future. I'm not worried about the future of this lodge. Um, awesome. it's, it's got a lot of really successful years and it's got so many good things going for it that I believe it's got another good 110 or more to go. Awesome. Right. Um, so anxious uh, is probably a big one. So, yeah,
1: this this is the first time I've addressed this segment this way. Normally, I just bring them up, but contractually, <laughs> I have to <laughs> bring up uh, Right Worship Brother Jason Laramie and Right Worship Brother Chad Kapensky. Chad! So, Right Worship Brother Kapensky. Yeah, you go
2: ahead and bring them up, and then I'll talk uh, my just, little.
1: So, just a little backstory on why I always say contractually so i usually bring them up somewhere in the story because i'm always always talking to them we live nowhere close and jason lives in wisconsin yeah you know and chad lives three hours through the sticks you know i went down there for uh most world's brother rain Paramuthia,
2: right parimuthia
1: yeah 17th district and it is like driving back roads the whole way if you get car sick don't do it (laughs) you know fly a helicopter or something in but um he's on the compound if i remember correct yes yeah you are right but i there was one episode and i don't know i just didn't say the names i didn't tell a story and i think i had somebody that was just talking and talking and talking and sometimes that's better because i talk so much it's like we've hurt us you know so it was nice to nice to let them roll And sometimes I like doing that because I just get intrigued with the story too. And most worship brother Jess Rains messaged me, and he's like, "I'm messaging you on behalf of uh, right worship brother Chad Kapinski and right worship brother Jason Laramie as their counsel at law (laughs) 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 that you you know you broke contract and now they're you know." And so now I have to make it a point and kind of fun to just make it a little bit of a segment. So I always try to bring that up a little I, bit. I've got a lot of love uh, for Right
2: Worshipable Brother Kapensky. Sure. Um, Chad and I uh, had to have met at Grand Lodge, and I think it was Columbus. I'm pretty sure it was either uh, Most Worshipable Brother Kokenauer or uh, R- uh, Rob Rill, Most Worshipable sure. Brother Rill's year. Okay. Um, I don't remember who was there when, they, that, when that, when that played, fade, I know. Right. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he was still worshipful, brother Kepensky at the time.
1: Oh, okay. Hadn't uh, moved up.
2: And I don't remember if he had been appointed to DEO or if that came like later that year, it was, it was right around that time. Yeah. Um, okay. but obviously you know him. Sure. Chad's energy is oh, amazing. Yeah. He, he, he lights up a room. Uh, sure if he's talking to you you could be in a room with 5000 other people and that's what it felt like because we were at a hospitality the big Grand Lodge hospitality sure. and everybody was there yeah. I couldn't have told you if there was another person in the town no
1: you just zone in it, it, yes. and
2: and that's how it felt um, I somebody introduced me to Chad because they thought we might have some things to talk about <laughs> okay uh, they they mentioned that there might be and it's funny because your show has a lot to do with connections sure right well i had just spearheaded a classic car show that i had titled autos for autism oh just right in that alley sure right so somebody said you need to meet uh worshipful brother kapensky and and chat about some of the things that you both are interested in um we ended up sitting and uh, chatting with. Uh, he was the current. He wasn't the, the other gentleman that was there. Was the current worshipful brother of Paramuthia. Sure. So he introduced me because they also, I guess, do some kind of car show yeah. down there. Yeah, and they yeah. we were we were spitballing some ideas back and forth. Sure. And then he shared with me about his family's connection with autism and the things, the work that he does down in Southern Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you, it felt like. I, it felt like minutes, but hours had gone oh, by. Oh, yeah. Hours right. had gone by. And I think they were probably the only two guys that I spent, spent that night talking to. Sure. And I wasn't even remotely disappointed by that fact. Right. Um, I always look forward to you know following him on Facebook because we don't get to make that trip. He's sure. literally opposite ends of the state. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I love following him on Facebook for Tales from the Compound. I love when he posts... Uh, uh, a conversation with Chad's brain or however he oh, yeah. he messages Chad. it. Chad, I, yeah. I, I, I always laugh when I see things coming from him. And then my favorite is also the updates that he gives us on the superhero princess.
1: Oh, I love it. I
2: love it. Um,
1: you know. You
2: always, a podcast or not, you always have my permission to bring up Chad. Awesome.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and Jason, obviously – Scott has not met you, but I'm sure it's when, I'm sure it's likewise. When that happens, the last podcast with you know himself and Bob Painter, we were talking about uh, Bob's masterpiece for Schofield, another
2: twenty second guy. Okay. Yeah, you
1: go. that's it. And um, we started talking about the Masonic road shows, and the wild thing was the very first one. It was in Hiram Lodge number eighteen, I believe and the tie-in this is how the connection ties in is and if i mess up the name again rowan yarn i believe was the gentleman from Blendon lodge they had made a um, contemplation room and this is what bob's masterpiece was on they did that there oh, and, i'm gonna have to check
2: that out actually i, I i'm yeah I, I like i like the uh room preparation room or contemplation room sure or i don't remember what we're allowed to call it currently
1: because uh yeah right i get it i get it and you know that was something that really seated in with me when i went through york right and there was a situation where that kind of comes up i don't want to step off you know out of bounds there but it always sat there and that we never had an opportunity to make one of those in our old building just wasn't going to work the room just it couldn't. Um but I'd always remembered that because I was just jotting down all kinds of notes and I messaged the lodge and you know went back and forth and talking with Chad Kapinski, I we brought this up. <laughs> I know. Hour and eighteen minutes in, page two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I did uh, not mean
1: That's all go. right. No, it's cool. It don't matter. I love it. <laughs> but uh I'm like one of my favorite pictures ever in my Masonic history came from that um that meeting and and I I'm going to sorry Chad I don't remember what they call it but at the end everybody puts arms around each other in a circle and we'll call it the circle circle of brotherly love. Yeah, I love it. And he said it and Chad I'm sorry yeah. I just but the the beautiful thing with that is in that circle, in that circle of people, this Chad Kapinski's there. Never met him before. I knew Jess Rains. He was he'd installed me, but since then the growth between you know, sure close friends. I believe Tim Whelan was there. Um Sean Marot was there. Mm. Our current master, Jack Barnhouse, was there with me, and I I showed him. I'm like this, this picture, the feeling there. It's just a feeling where you know, and and Chad's daughter was there. That's that's where I was getting at. Oh. He I can't remember what his wife was doing, and for was me, she in the circle.
2: Yes. Oh my God
1: and that's that's gonna i'm my
2: heart's welling up again i told
1: you i'm a i'm a dad i'm a i'm a girl dad sure Mm. and and that the the wild thing is that we brought that up and both of us welled up right there and the wild thing to me number one i didn't know you know everything with superhero princess i didn't know any of that backstory this first time meeting them and my thought process is what's this kid doing here i don't doesn't you know this is weird we, we never have kids in it you know so i didn't know the backstory but about halfway through because he would go back and forth and i'm like what well, he just brought her in and she just sat there did her thing i think she had a little gaming thing and, mm-hmm. and at the end we all got together and she said something funny along with him and chad simpson and it was just it was just one of those times and it doesn't happen a lot a lot in a lifetime where everything was right. Yeah. You just knew everything was right. And so that that's one of those stories with Chad that just we didn't even know each other. And he he said that and he's like, Holy cow, I didn't even realize you were in you were there. Not in the sense of, you know, you didn't matter. We just didn't know. You didn't
2: know each other yet. Yeah. You it's 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 another body. Uh, I like. I told you. I think we've met. Uh, actually, I know we met. Um, it was at a grand lodge.
1: Yeah, I, it can...
2: was, I, I think it was. I think it was uh, Jess Rains. It was Marietta. I think it was Marietta. And uh, and I'm sorry. This a total rabbit trail, right? Uh, sure. But I actually, the reason I remember this, because uh, you were you were oh you were master that year, right? You yes, were master. Um, but I walked up to you and thought you were somebody completely different. <laughs> okay. I thought I was walking up on Bill Carter. Uh, got it. Because from the back, I was like, oh, Bill, or something like that, and you turned around because I, I don't remember if I patted your back or something like that. Um, yeah. But just, you know, from the back, you guys look similar. Yeah, they've got the similarity. Uh, so, and, and we met, and and I remembered your name, and it was funny because we're, di- again, different parts of the state. Sure. Other than, Other than just a chance meeting – I think we chatted for a moment, just you know, hey, nice to meet you, shook hands and parted ways. But I remembered the name Jim Hall, and then it kept coming up, and it kept coming up, and then it (laughs) kept coming up, and I'm like, who is this guy? Sure. And and so this actually is coming full circle for me, yeah, um, of one of those guys that you know, a chance meeting might not have ever even thought about it again, but for whatever reason, paths cross. And, yeah. and then they continue to cross when it's intended to be so sure um and I, and I believe that about chad full-heartedly yeah
1: you know it's wild that i actually remember that we were in the hotel lobby and i feel like my lodge or the 24th the tremendous 24th was <laughs> uh, i think we were all going out to dinner might have been i think that that was the thing and i wasn't driving and it was you know just a quick hey you know i heard so and so and and commonplace when you're at a grand lodge. Hey, we'll we'll talk later and then, yeah, and that's it. You know, and there's that's it. thousands of masons and a lot of talk going on, but yeah, it's wild that that moment. And you're right; at that time, and it was years yeah since we until a point where we actually ran into each other at lodge.
2: Yeah, I think we ran into each other at Forest City for their Brotherhood yeah. night uh, last year. Yeah, not that this long year. Ago. This year, right? Um, and and that was actually the first time that we've actually got to reconnect. I've, I've been following you in, in your Masonic career sure, since being a master. So so, and, and kudos to you for all that you're doing for the state too. By the way, uh, well, appreciate it. Thank it, you. Bringing bringing attention to Masonry, uh, uh, it, it's it's a great thing and it's a great service.
1: So everybody eddie's policy and just rolled their eyes <laughs> as they're like his head can't get any bigger it's like physically it's disproportionately big listen but they they say it all the time like listen he can't even fit through a door with his head now <laughs> but somebody has
2: to be in the position right sure right masonry i i do believe that you're right and, and we're going to talk about how i feel about you know we need to grow or we need to do this or whatever But the point is, is, is you brought it up earlier that maybe there was a disservice done by not talking about masonry, not going out there necessarily and recruiting every Tom, Dick and Harry to join the lodge. We still have to guard that Westgate, right? Right, right. But if we're not talking about masonry, then what are we doing? right the the idea is if we're not growing we're dying right yeah um and i'm not and i'm not necessarily talking about going back to world war ii numbers we'll again sorry i'm digressing because i know we'll eventually get there yeah yeah but you have to talk about things you're passionate about about nobody else is going to be passionate about them
1: yeah and you know that's the thing that i absolutely love i love obviously i love talking about masonry it's it's me fills up the cup yeah exactly and i i think about and I, we've already said it that decade where i didn't have masonry and it was floating around my head but i didn't know where to go didn't know you had to ask didn't know who to ask right and anytime somebody messaged me and they's like you know i love just listening to the stories and the paths that different people lead or brother chris hurt from arizona message that he was thinking about masonry and found my podcast which i never thought in the world somebody would find my podcast eventually become a mason start in the officer line and be on the show i feel like that's that little bit that i get to give back to people if i get one new mason come in because you and i love masonry and talk about it well it was all worth it yep you know so, before we jump off of the Laramie-Kopensky train. Sure. Um, because I don't feel like I gave Laramie enough love. <laughs> okay. Sorry, <laughs>
2: and, Jeremy or, uh, Jason, I think, right? Jason. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, sorry, Jason. I, that's partially my fault, too. I got too much Chad Kopensky love on here. No, well, it's easy to so. do.
1: But, you know, I actually spoke to Jason for probably 20 minutes or so on the ride up. Okay. You know, just he messaged me yesterday. Couldn't get a hold of him. He is, and th- and this is, um, he's looking to join an Ohio lodge to do the Royal Schofield Society. That's awesome. And, and he's he <clears throat> did a plural petition that he's Palestine. <clears throat> Jason, uh, Barkley's a really good lodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, you can be multiple plural. <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, we were talking about that because they had set up a investigation committee and I wasn't at Lodge, so we were kind of going back and forth. And um, Now, did he travel for that, or did you guys go to see him? We No, they were setting up the committee.
2: Oh, okay. So, like but, that, I, I'm like, trip to Wisconsin? Yeah. <laughs> right, it, Are they going to serve cheese curds? They, they have to. If <laughs> All <right>. they don't,
1: <laughs> did you go to Wisconsin? We were talking, and as our conversation has went on, and everybody probably understands, like, we just go. And you go down a rabbit hole, and yep. and – you know, you, you talked about ADHD just a little bit. And, you know, both of my sons have my oldest ADD and my youngest ADHD. And I was telling Jason, we got into a story and literally in the middle of it, I took a hard left, did a whole other story <laughs> that had like two words that may have connected loosely, sure. very loosely. And then 10 minutes later, I came back to where we paused into that story. And I'm like, you know, I'm like. The more I learn about my kids and ADD and ADHD, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I got you it. You probably do. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just
2: talking to you for a couple hours, Jim. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a compliment. <laughs> it, it, in my world, that's a huge compliment. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I I love that I have it now as an adult, and I've learned how to manage through it and, and some of the tricks to to be better about coping with that. Um, I think it's, it's like having a beautiful mind, right? I uh, love
1: that. I love that movie. Um, it's a wonderful movie. So,
2: so what's really interesting, and this is, uh, since we're on the, the Valerian-Kopensky the train, train yeah. right now, right? Uh, a big part of the reason, so I do have some family that had autism, okay. Uh, but also another part of my fascination, if you will, with the disorder, or and I, I'm going to say it incorrectly, I'm sure, um, uh, of of autism in general, is that a lot of times ADHD and autism get misdiagnosed because they display similarly. Uh, oh, okay. So there is a lot of similarities in how for, for the higher functioning autism or, or the higher on the spectrum – Or sorry to anybody if I'm saying it <laughs> wrong. The, right, Not that, doctors side here. Spectrum, right? Yes. that side of the spectrum, right? That side of the spectrum where it's higher functioning – a lot of times it really does display very similarly to uh, ADD and ADHD because of the way the brain processes things. Sure. I think we have a visitor.
1: We have a guest.
2: Oh, uh, speaking of some of the giants that we stand on the shoulders of. Yes. uh, Right Worshipful Brother Jason Stidick. How are you? Doing all
1: right. If you can't hear where we had, was Scottish right?
2: Yeah, so the Scottish Rite, the uh, Lodge of Perfection for the Valley of Cleveland, was in here practicing for the 14th degree. Okay, um, cool. So I'm going to show some love, and I'm sure it's going to irritate some people, but the uh, Lodge of Perfection is is pretty much entirely manned by, by brothers from John W. Barkley Lodge. Nice. Uh, okay. It, it, I know it ruffles some feathers, but there's a joke that runs around that it's the Valley of Barkley because uh. there's so many. <laughs> there are so okay. many officers in the Valley of Cleveland that are actually members from this lodge. Wow. Um, okay. That's that said with all love uh, to every other lodge in our district. It's not to take anything away. It's just the way it happened to fall. Yeah. some lodges are really heavily active in royal arch some ac- are active in shrine sure. sure we just happen to be a lodge that loves an awful lot of scottish right and uh cool uh we turn ch- out some really good officers so it- that's kind of how that's played out sweet jason it's always a pleasure to see you
1: thanks for uh, being a guest guest yeah. on the show a
2: guest guest right uh, listen if you're ever looking for a guest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw him under the bus right now. Jason. Jason,
1: right. Jason. We'll do
2: it. Jason is probably. You're going to hear his name again. I promise you that at some point tonight. Sure.
1: Awesome. Have a great evening, gentlemen. Yes. Pleasure well, seeing you. Thank you. So, ADD, ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> Bingo. Perfect.
2: Yeah, so it, it, it displays real similarly to autism and, and and because I found that interesting, you know, I, I spent a lot more time trying to understand autism and I and I think that, that spending that's a worthwhile
1: endeavor to try and find out more about it. Sure. Yeah, you know, the thing that once again, am am I diagnosed? No, self diagnosed, but I know me I know the way I think. It is a whirlwind. If you if you've ever put um, Remember back in the day? I know I did this. You put a, a baseball card in your bike, and brrr, yep. When I get excited, that's the feeling I have in my head. Like ideas are just flying around. Like oh man, like we can do this and that and this and this. Yeah, just wild. And I, I think the thing I like about it, and like I said, not, not uh, diagnosed, but the spontaneity of a conversation. I mean, we had. We could have had a whole podcast before the podcast when we were just talking. Yes. You know, about whatever. And, you know, we're going to have a couple podcasts in one podcast. We're going to do it all in one, but we could have did multiple ones because it's just here and there and everything. It all connects loosely.
2: Listen, I'm not trying to compete yeah. with uh, Most worshipable Brother Reigns. I want him to hold the title after no, this. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: that's right. Well, you know, he may... If that happens, we may have to have him he's, back. Yeah, he's going to have to come we'll, back. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll get it. We'll sorry, get not sorry, worst, most worshipful. <laughs> but, you know, you know, we're going into connections, and, and that's yep. really been we've talked about the whole time. And, you know, the first thing I want to do, and I haven't asked this one either, your first night, you walk into John W. Barkley Lodge, October 19th, for your editor-apprentice degree. what's that thought like because okay you know that's a whole that's a whole different beast than when did you get you know raised yeah. or whatever that's a different thought process Yeah, i had know. no idea number one i thought Nothing. uh i all
2: i knew was my own studies right and plus i had a Uh, the guy who signed my petition was, it was always a jokester. So, you know, you hear all of the, the, the dumb stuff about the the goat and every, every, all of every bit, every bit of it. And then there's my own studies. Are we going to be drinking blood out of skulls? Yeah. I mean, I'm for it, but no, I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Not at all. Um, but, but had no idea what to expect. Right. Sure. And at the time, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about the experience on the other side of the door in just a moment, but, um, at the time we had a marshal his name was Flo- brother Floyd Wigger speaking of guys who make a difference who never sit in the master seat um, he was he was our marshal and i'm going to try to not get choked up cuz he was special yeah uh, he he made everybody comfortable That's he was awesome. our marshal right yeah and uh and, and i'm going to do a little impression of him cuz there's I, I it's just there's no way to understand what it felt like. Imagine, take yourself back, right? Oh, to yeah. To that first date when you know nothing. Nerves. Nervous, nervous. Right. And you got this guy. He's in his late 80s, real friendly and, and joking. And, and, and you're in the room. And all of a sudden, he tells you to drop your pants, right? <laughs> okay. And the guy goes, oh, don't worry. One time, there was a guy who didn't wear any underwear at all <laughs> and i mean just completely completely takes you outside of any kind of like serious anxiety he's just like you'll you laugh yeah you, you break up and then and then you guys start talking sure. and, and he really did he just took you out of your own mind for a moment yeah and, he, and he'd get you comfortable and he sat and chatted with you and and he just let you know that listen we've all been through this we've all done the exact same thing yeah. there's no reason to be concerned or nervous sure we're all here and you know you hear that we want to see you succeed we all we all are excited that you're here sure and he made you feel that way within about a couple seconds of talking to him and uh when on the way out I'll make sure to point out his plaque to you cuz I yes. got, I got the pleasure I mentioned to you my dad's the marshal now sure <clears throat> before before he went out we nominated and, and named him Marshal emeritus wow and, and presented that's him a cool. plaque and, and unfortunately he passed away the next year wow. uh but he spent yeah. well over 25 years as that our marshal here and uh he's he's a guy that never sat in the east but he's one of those giants that he yeah he's still the shoulders pivotal. Of, right yeah um so that's that's before you get through the door right then you get through the door. Sure. And man, impressed is not the word. There's right. these guys and the work that they were doing, specifically these officers. Sure. Listening to them and hearing these words that, 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 that were going to become so pivotal Do you unknowingly. Have, you have un- no idea, right? Right. Um, they impressed me so much. I really wanted, even, even with the blindfold on, I, I knew I was like I want to do what they're doing. I can't wait. Sure, I can't wait to start doing this. Yeah, because exactly. I wanted to do that. I wanted to be that good. I wanted to be like some of these guys that were impressing me so much. Even and it it is. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. There's no. Oh my god. Sure. There's no way you can take it all in. You just do your best to try. Right? Yeah. And uh, honestly, I, I couldn't. I couldn't wait to get more of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. I can't tell you any specific moment how I felt about any specific <laughs> thing because yeah, yeah, no. you use the word whirlwind about the way your brain works. Well, that's exactly what was happening that night. Um, I had no, when I joined, I had no real ambitions for grandeur. Sure. Um, my, like I mentioned, my family tie existed, but it was shaky. I just knew right. about it. exactly. Um, and I didn't really know a lot about fellowship or charity of masonry at the time uh i was here for the knowledge that i was working on trying to get right and uh i wasn't able to absorb it fast enough sure right um it i i wanted more yeah always consistently um i did go through the exams the uh traditional sure rote memorization because I, I you know principles proficiency didn't exist yet
1: right and yeah.
2: uh and i was still hope that i would have chosen i hope that if gone back I, I would have chosen that option as well and then done the principles just for my own benefit yeah yeah um but uh i think i mentioned to you previously that during this time uh i was absorbing things i asked a brother. You know what's a good book to read to get a better idea yeah. of masonry right they said right. oh you should read the secret teachings of all ages by manly hall so being a glutton right? for punishment as i was yeah uh, i bulk. sat down and read it like a novel from cover to cover yeah uh it there's no it's at that that's a good way to explain what it felt like coming in through the door yeah trying to trying so to read a book like that from cover to cover and absorb what you're actually taking in. sure sure you get it through osmosis but i mean it was really impactful it was impactful to hear these brothers and know the time that they had spent
1: yes on me that, and that was humbling you know that that's one of the things that our lodge has really tried to impress upon candidates and just guys that maybe are curious about masonry when they come in and they talk like well what's the secret with the degrees you know well like i can't tell you yeah that's the secret you know you'll find out but But it's ineffable right yeah right the secret
2: the secret is ineffable right there's a reason we can't tell you it's not able to be put in words it is experiential exactly
1: exactly and you know that's the thing that I I try to impress upon them, and and I don't I don't want to make it sound like I as in I'm the only one doing this. I'm our prospect manager, membership guy. You know mm-hmm. that's just kind of I'm a talker. You know you know, and yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> right, right. It's been all me this this recording. So, <laughs> but the uh, you know the the big thing, and this is something that I didn't get is. When you step through that door, everything that is said, that gentleman had to uncipher or internalize, memorize it, work in the spoke of the wheel to make that entire thing work, and they did it all for you. Yeah. I you know, my master year, I didn't sit up there to hear how great I could do whatever part of the entered apprentice degree we were doing that night. I've done it, done it however many times. Yep. We had our uh, lodge inspection last night. And yeah. I, uh,
2: couldn't be prouder, by the way. I'm going to shout out a name just to give him a little ups. He's uh, less than a year in the fraternity. Okay. Uh, he's our current junior steward. His name's Pat Hamilton, brother Pat Hamilton. And, and last night he gave the first half of the Entered Apprentice lecture. Wow. Almost letter perfect.
1: Kudos to him.
2: Uh, I, I, I feel like a proud too. feel like a proud papa too because I, I I got lucky enough to be his mentor can candidate mentor yeah yeah um, and I've been staying with him working through a lot of this um, but yeah it, that was one of the things that we went over multiple times because he was like well this that or the other I said don't worry about everybody else in the room no I don't want you to I don't want you to even know that there is purple in the room
1: Doesn't when matter. you do
2: that when you do that lecture shut out everybody else they don't matter it's just you and him it's just you and him. and 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 i was he got some really nice words from the deputy afterwards and and i know he felt good but i as as the guy that's been working with him i couldn't tell you how big oh yeah when when i heard when i heard the kudos he got i knew that i knew it was coming too because the moment he stopped i was like man just yeah you just knew. yeah dude you got it you got it
1: yeah yeah
2: um i did want to touch on one little piece too because and i apologize but uh uh, speaking of degrees, right, and, and, yeah, and powerful yeah. things that you get. I told you I couldn't really tell you one particular moment or thing right. from my EA degree. Couldn't really tell you one specific thing from the fellow craft degree. I mean, um, but there is one piece from my master mason that okay. will stick with me for the rest of my life. Uh, I was the inspection candidate for another lodge. I was, sure. I was out on loan. Okay. As it were, right? Yeah, and it's for a lodge that's not even here anymore, unfortunately. Uh, Euclid Lodge, uh, it used to meet in the old Masonic, like the Scottish Rite Masonic Temple sure. uh, on on Euclid, in here in Cleveland, <clears throat> their chaplain was Right Worshipful Brother Roger Lynch, and he's an English gentleman. And when I say gentleman, you know it, his his English is on point, right? Yeah. Uh, but when you had your, when I had my blindfold on and i'm sitting there listening to the the prayer while i'm circumambulating as right it were, right uh it sounded as if it sounded as if it really was the voice of god and if god was an oxford man
1: wow it was okay. it
2: was so impactful that I, I i every time almost every time i see him i have to tell him i'm like do you know that was really impactful for me yeah um but yeah, that's what a cool thing that that, that sure. was those moments like that stuck with me because you only have you only have certain yeah uh, functions going on when you're blindfolded. Right. So right. to hear something that powerful and eloquent and articulated, it was that was really cool. Sorry, I digress, but no, I wanted to give him some well, love for
1: that. Well, and, and you know, that's the sort of thing. I don't know if I even on his episode when I went in as an editor, apprentice, worship brother, Rocky Bosley was my senior deacon. Okay. And to know Rocky Bosley is... Rocky loves Rocky. Okay. I love Rocky because... I mean, from kindergarten on. Went through school together. Know each other. And if you're just talking to him for the first time, you could think, he's a little brazen. (laughs) A little bold. And maybe he could rub you the wrong way. But once you see the man behind the curtain. Oh, I remember you talking about this. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And, okay. you, and, you know, he out, – out of – I mean, I, I I'm graced to have many people I could call at a moment's notice. But it's the people that get pissed because you didn't call them because they want to help you. Like, that's above and beyond even. And he's one of those guys. But I can remember he grabbed my hand. And it, he has a voice that you know. You cannot mistake.
2: There's something about those voices. When you're blindfolded,
1: they, that can make a big impact. And, and all he said was, I got you. He just whispered in my ear, I got you. That's See, that, that, that can I'm be I'm kind powerful. of welling up a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, that's, once again, you can't take in the whole degree. There's so much. And you're just trying to, you know, heighten all those other sentence, senses of what's going on. But that moment, it was, I got you. And that, that was just like a cool, a cool moment. But fast forwarding as we do. Think about March 9th, March ninth. I typed these yesterday. <laughs> March enough. 10th.
2: March 10th. Yeah. Think about today. Yeah. Think, I can think about
1: yesterday if you wanted to. Probably whatever. Won't whatever you, you want to do. Yeah. Okay. But think about that now. Let's fast forward okay. to right now. And now you walk into the lodge. And you think about the connections that you've made only because of Freemasonry. You know, maybe maybe some of the people here, because they're in your area, you might have crossed paths with. Maybe in your profession, if they come in. But I would bet the majority of them you wouldn't. What does that? How does that? Connections. What does that mean to you? You know, that that's a whole. When you look at it the same way. In the into this time, what, what does that mean to you now?
2: All right. So uh I strap in cuz I'm probably just going to c- c- keep rolling uh, rip. And, yeah this 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 ties right into that next next piece about the notable connections that yeah. have been made right and, and um
1: one thing before you yeah, get yeah. into that notable connections and I even put it here cuz I was I want to make sure that everybody frames this a notable connection isn't a gold apron
2: nope there might there that- might there might be one in there but
1: it's yeah there's yeah. a reason for it. A lot of times guys with gold aprons are moving people. Yeah. They have the ability to move you one way or the other. Sure. That's probably why they're there. Yeah. They were the right person, but it could be that marshal that you sat with. It yep. doesn't have to be. So uh, just so everybody knows out there, it's not the purple, of the fraternity. It's who moved you go. Yeah.
2: So my, my wife and I actually talk about this on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, my wife and i like i said we've talked about this pretty frequently um i'm actually only friends anymore with a handful of the people that i associated with before i came into this fraternity yeah um i'm just gonna start off with the first guy who made a major impact on me Uh, he's not with us anymore his name's worshipful brother henry mack okay Everybody in the district kn- knew who Henry was. Uh, he was a World War II vet. He, wow. you know, he was on the ship that bombed Nagasaki. Uh, wow. He he brought a in pictures. I mean, like like he was a real deal. But he was also the warmest guy you could ever possibly meet, with a, a smile that could melt in a, a, a heart of ice. Right? Like yeah. he he made you feel welcome. He made you feel like you were wanted and that you were part of something, that you belonged. Um, and he, he left me with something that I'm going to share with your listeners. Yeah. Um, this is something I tell to every single entered apprentice uh, that comes through these doors here. You're asked certain questions as a candidate, as an entered apprentice. Sure. Um, and, and for those of you that know, you're asked uh, whether or not you're willing to do it right i'm going to sure. try and change the wording sure. so that it's it, it's one pl- of those applies. if you know you know things if you know you know yeah yeah uh, what is it i y k y yeah yeah <laughs> uh are you willing to do t- to take the step you're about to take sure uh you're asked uh, you know about um you're you're i i'm enjoying watching you try you to tried, frame yeah, this how how i try and r- run around this <laughs> yeah uh and, and and it might not it might not hit the the podcast so this might have to be uh somebody's going to have to hit up Jim yeah. afterwards to find out what we were talking about right uh, right um you're asked about uh where you turn when you're in trouble sure right absolutely uh you're asked again if you're willing
1: yeah because we're not forcing you
2: yeah it's it's your choice and then and then lastly you ask what your heart's biggest desire is right sure now if you know the answers to those questions according to our little masonic monitor right if you put those four word four things together i want this is going to be a fun adventure for your listeners so they can go from ohio they can go back and kind of put all these pieces together yeah put all those words together and then form it into one single sentence
1: so you know, I, I'm definitely, I definitely am going to do that tonight. Yeah. I'm not going to do that right now on the podcast because right. I, I won't remember all. <laughs> right, 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 right. But but
2: yeah, absolutely. So I apologize. I digress. Uh, that that went a little off 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 bar. But that gentleman has made an impact on me, and he will make impact on every entered apprentice that walks through that door. If if it's my
1: that's my personal mission, right? Sure. Because of what he did for me. And, kud- and kudos to you for sidestepping around that because i think we can keep that all in the podcast perfect i'm glad
2: i'm glad continue um next was worshipful brother ramsey jamal he was the master that raised me um he was inspirational because he was a first uh first generation immigrant uh, from lebanon wow um he's a business owner here he runs a very successful business in cleveland Uh, a self-made man man and a family man and he he's he was a good. This is this is who you want to be. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Got to you look know, up too. He, he's God fearing. He he loves his family. He loves Masonry and does it hard, and and he's he's an immigrant that worked hard to be where he is, and he loves America. You know what I mean? Like yeah. literally everything all, all about the it. American dream. And he's That's the it. nicest guy. He's the nicest guy. I love we. we it's been a really long time but you know you, you just go and sit and have him watch a movie with him or you go over his house and he'll pull out some turkish tea and some treats and and you'll just sit and sit and enjoy company right yeah. like he, just a warm guy that and i think that's going to be a comment on the first couple guys both of them just warm and that's that's a big feeling we have at this lodge is sure. the warmth that we get from each other um you met him already. You know him. You love him, <laughs> right, Worshipful Brother Jason Stedick? When we talk about standing on the uh, shoulders of giants, this is this is what I was talking about coming back to you later. Sure. Um, he, first off, he's a he is a beast. Beast, ritually speaking, he's probably, in my opinion, he's our lodge's right worshipful brother John Martin. If you nice. have a ritual question. He's my guy. guy. Yeah. He, he, he's an all three lectures guy. He's an all the charges guy. He's a, if it's in the blue book, I'm pretty sure he's probably done it from memory. Yeah. He also, and, and you know, you talked about, it, it's important to let these guys know cause you don't always. Sure. He yeah. was an unwitting mentor for me. Um, um, I mentioned that the guy that brought me into the fraternity ended up moving away shortly after. Yeah. Um, I didn't have anybody to follow, right? So I kind of looked around and saw the guys that were doing what I wanted to be doing, so who were setting an example,
1: emulated,
2: Shall yeah, we... somebody to emulate, and and I and I kind of kind of followed on his coat strings, right? Like I was like, hey, what's he doing? What can I do to to emulate that? And you saw the guy; he's he's not terribly large in stature, right? He's uh, five seven. When yeah, he said yeah. <laughs> it, we joke about him being short, but it, it's because legitimately very few people in my opinion very few people measure up to the man that he is. Um, right. For a short man he's awfully big.
1: Big things come in small packages. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh I there There's not much I I can't say nice about Jason. Sure. Um if I go too much On him i'll probably this is where i'll probably start to well up right because again he doesn't even know he doesn't even know quite the impact that he's had on my masonic career so if he listens listens jason i love you brother really thank you for the time that you spent and invested in me um worshipful brother brad smith he was he was in the line just a little bit ahead of me um he's become one of my very best friends He's yeah. also another ritual beast. He's all three lectures guy, which you'll see a comment, uh, 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 something running on that. We have we have a tradition here at Berkeley about the uh, all, anybody who's given all three lectures. Okay. It's really cool. I, I'll touch on that in a minute. Yeah, um, we've really become just like the very best friends he actually just traveled with me when we went down to uh alexandria for that uh yes the george washington masonic national memorial Memorial parade parade. yeah sorry it's an awful it's a it's a mouthful to try to say that right broke my Um, heart
1: i couldn't be there you know
2: you know that you've built something with a brother when you spend when you go on vacation with their family when your family and their family go on vacation together right um he i mentioned jason already he and jason were both huge inspirations for me they were both the guys that if you asked me while i was coming up is what what do you want to be like who do you want to be like and what are you trying to emulate i'm going to point to those those two guys guys. yeah um and i get to call them both very dear friends which is the coolest thing right uh then you got right worship brother saigon uh most of these guys were here tonight by the way practicing that uh yeah degree sure um a lot of people in ohio know who uh, right worshipful brother saigon is unfortunately you don't want to know who right worshipful brother saigon is outside of the district because he's uh on the grievance committee for the uh, lodge of ohio uh, okay. um, you don't want to hear his name outside of a, out of the district but he's also you would never know it he's the nicest guy in the world and it's a terrible job to have to have and you know if you ever get an opportunity to talk to him about it it's He'd be glad to tell you what actually is involved, but it's not a fun story, right? Sure, um, right. But he's he is an oak here at the lodge, um, and he's probably the definition of a true and trusty friend, right? Yeah. Um, multiple times in my Masonic career I've had to call on somebody for help, and and Bud is one of those types of guys that— doesn't matter what time it is, where it is. If he, if you get through to him, he's there. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's helped us out in a couple of things that were really big. Number one, I mentioned my, my sister's funeral sure. or my sister passing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the guys at the lodge never met her, but there was a handful of guys that showed up and sure enough, Bud was one of those guys right there in the row. Right. And then he stayed with us afterwards at our little, uh, you know, family gathering. And that was a hard time. And and my Masonic family gathered around me. Um, Bud being one of those guys. He also helped me uh, when we had to go and in the middle of the the day, just had to go pick up my sister-in-law and help move her out of a bad situation. He knew there was a little... uh, My niece, sorry, I'm getting... My niece was in a bad situation. My sister-in-law was in a bad situation. Sure. and, And he helped us get yeah. her out of that situation and helped move her wow. packed up no questions asked yeah. and then continue to ask how's that little girl doing that's awesome um and then the fun things right he's also the kind of guy that you can pop on a red eye drive to canada to watch one <laughs> of your brothers wa- watch one of your brothers be installed as a deputy up and back in the same day wow go up watch the installation share a drink with them and say sorry we got to go because yeah, we I have to get to bed and back. go to work in the morning right he, he's the kind of guy that that would do stuff like that and and, and got a lot of love for him we have the joe pack suit right worshipful pack suda um not enough kind words he's a 50-year member uh and he still travels and works harder than half of the new guys the current masters have a hard time keeping up with this guy and it's not just our lodge he's a member here and he's active but you can ask anybody in the district and they're going to have some kind of story about how worship right. Worshipful brother pack suit has been around and been involved. Yeah. And, uh, he was a big pusher for me. He's, he's, you know, he believes in me and he's made sure to let me know that, that he's got my back. Sure. Um, Larry Dooley. I'm sorry. There's a huge list, right? This is, no, this is where it gets on. But like the, this is it like you know? Larry Dooley. And I, and I'm not just trying to name drops. Worshipful brother, Larry Dooley is the guy who put me in the in. Uh, he was the one that put enough faith in, in a young goof off DJ and said, hey, yeah, I want to put you in as a steward. I think that I think that you've got what it takes. And seven years from now, I can see you being master. Yeah. Right. Um, I told you, I didn't believe in myself right up until the point I got there to the east. He sure. believed in me before I did. Yeah. Um, he knew. He and he's it. an old curmudgeon and you wouldn't know it. Right. He <laughs> he's he, he drops the F bomb probably worse than anybody, you know, but he's an old sailor. He He's a salty old sailor. He's a um shellback you, you know and and he, he's a he's a laborer he shows up half the time in his dickies but he shows up when he That's can Any, anytime you let him know he he's needed he'll show up yeah um got a lot of love for him now now we're getting into some of the not not intended to bring up the the purple but right so my first mentor outside of Barkley. yeah I'm, I'm actually a little remorseful because we don't get to spend anywhere near as much time as we used to, but it's not a, uh, I understand it's because of his, his time and his travel commitments, his yes. commitments, sure. right? Worshipful brother, Bill Carter is one of my dearest friends. Yes. Uh, I look up to that man immensely. I met him when he was a DEO. He came into our lodge and the very first time I met him, I, I was, I was amazed Uh, draw on the floor amazed uh listening to him speak and how he carries himself yes um the magic sauce for him is that he is so impressive but still so so accessible yes he's warm and again there's that word like he makes you feel good in his presence right and we've shared talks that uh not just helped me keep in the fraternity because there have been times where I'm like do I want to con- keep doing oh, yeah, this when sure. things get hard and you not only did he help keep me in the fraternity he helps drive that passion and reignite the flame yes um he helped shape the mason that I am today and and I and then I hope he knows that I I think he does right but uh you know we talked about this a couple times already maybe maybe it's time to start telling these guys more often yeah you what know, they actually have meant to the, you
1: the dude thing like we don't you know the thing that out, out of and i'm just going to say the majority of the grand line guys right now because of travel and different things you know bill and i have not been able to connect as much as possible like it's it's one of those things that somehow you know how it is you get talking to a a Chad Kapinski at the yeah. at the reception yeah. or whatever. And it doesn't have to be Chad, it can be whoever. And you don't get to talk to everybody. And somehow I keep missing I've talked to him he was there at when I got when I joined the Alcaran Shrine. So we got to talk for a brief, very brief. But one thing with him, the way he carries himself in his speech, that that's you know, I mean you hit it such on the head this past communication and I, I shot him a Facebook message. It was so moving, so inspiring. Yep. And it's like, man, like that guy gets it. Like that's it. And I, and, and that's not taking away from any other grand line officer. I'm not, no. I'm not saying, and listen, everybody
2: has their talents too.
1: Yeah. Everybody has it. their
2: talents. Bill is
1: so inspirational yes that's where i I was getting at it just i messaged him and i'm like i felt like in that moment you were just speaking to me which was unbelievable i
2: think he has that ability regardless of how many people are in the room i think if there were a thousand people in the room a thousand people would feel like they're being talked to sure yeah that's it um you know i've had some really great experiences with both uh most worshipful brother shao and uh a not so great experience with most worshipful brother Easterling, but it was super memorable, and I'll explain that when we get a little bit more into. Uh, I think later on we're going to talk about most memorable moments, right? Yes, uh, sure. Definitely going to be sharing that, and I hope he listens because we actually get a good we actually get a good laugh about it anytime we see each other. Yeah. Um, the uh, other most worshipful that I want to reference is uh, uh, Doug Kaler, and I know we talked about him oh, on goodness, on the yes. phone. Briefly, um, I, I, I hate having to say most worshipful brother, Doug Kaler, every time. So Doug and I yeah chatted for probably three years sure. off and on before, loosely, before he was Grandmaster. Because leading up, um, I recognized that he was going to be Grandmaster the same year I was going to be Master. Sure. And realized that Masonry was going to turn 300 that year. Yes. Right. So I was my my OCD. And it's not even OCD, but because I have ADHD, I need to have everything planned, organized and structured to be able to be successful. So I kept shooting out messages. Hey, what are your plans? What do you want to do? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that I could try and model some of that for the lodge. And uh, <clears throat> I we ended up developing a friendship, uh, sure. Doug and I and it has become so meaningful for me. Um, so when he presented me the grand master's award, uh, that year, it took everything I had to not like start crying on stage. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Uh, he presented me the grand master's award and, uh, and Dayton. I don't want to, pu- I don't, yeah, I don't want to puff up. I know that you mentioned that was your first, uh, sure, grand lodge, right? I remember it. Um, I don't want to puff my chest about this because this is something that he did for me that, that, or said to me, and and it's not to say, Oh, I'm a great guy. Right. It's he, he said he, he, he handed me something and it was such a a, a token, right? Yeah. It was, it was one of his special pins. So he had two pins uh, pressed. He had the regular ones that went out to everybody in the state. Yeah. And then he had, uh, and I believe it was golden color was the other one for, his appointments, deputies and DEOs, yeah, and uh, before, when, when he gave he gave me a hug, and and when he took the award, he or not took, excuse me, when he gave me the award, yeah, he also handed me one of those pins, and he said, "You know, you're one of my favorites." And man, I, I that's was something. I was up on stage, man, and I'm like <laughs> looking at looking at a thousand <laughs> masons out, and then I'm like, right. I, I hold it hold it together, Scott, hold it together, right. don't do it, not right now. <laughs> I told you, I, I, we have that same th- I It's real easy for me to start welling up over little stuff. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't little to me. That was, that was huge because I felt the same way about him. Um, and I always do seek him out. If I know he's going to be somewhere, I always seek him out, you know, just to say hi. Yeah. Let him know I'm still thinking about him. It's hard because he's so far across the state. Sure. But, but uh, you know, we actually, hopefully later this year, I'm going to make it down to uh, – the Dayton area, yeah. visit him up at uh, grand lodge and might, might get lucky and see you if you happen to have um, a day at the office. So I'm on a, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know,
1: uh, and because I haven't told a story in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> I know no. I've been this, and this is a, this, hijacking. Right? This, is, this is a spot where I get to enjoy your experiences. I, you know, I love listening to him as much as I love talking about my own and, you know, with Doug, you know, that's the position I took it at the Grand Lodge office was the one that he was scaling back from. And, okay. You know, that's something that I get the unique perspective of working with him. That's cool. In certain situations. And the way it's wild, Keith, Keith Newton and I, the grand secretary were speaking today on a zoom, the way he looks at things and views things from a different angle, and it's never a devil's advocate, you know, playing the... He's like, well, have you ever thought of... And it's like, wow. I never looked at that angle of how we should maybe tweak or whatever. And the words that he... The way he writes is unbelievable. He, he's a Doug, writer. Yes. Okay. Just, you know, things that I write and it's like, yeah, that sounds good. And then he would write something that's like, jeez. feel bad people have to read whatever (laughs) but you know it's and that's something that's where my connection with him has really become strong and you know the last two grand lodges it's something that i'd met him at our reception our grand master's reception his year i have a picture of it of course but it wasn't until this opportunity where i really got to meet the man and he's a special one
2: and i got one last he is sorry yeah. i apologize he sure. is, is absolutely you're 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 singing my my Preaching story I, qu- I get it yep quire, I, right? I got it i i'm with you on it and i and i really only have one more uh that i do want to reference um he's he's fairly new in my masonic story yeah uh but right worshipful brother mike mccandlish and his wife becky yes um what a special couple right. a- and 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 what a special mason i I've, I've really only gotten to know them for a couple of years because uh coincidentally and fortunately our lodge sponsors mike for the grand master's reception
1: yes i, I heard about this in another yeah, podcast. yeah <laughs> yeah
2: so um we uh, we've become fast friends and uh he's another one that i always Always seek out if if there's an opportunity if we're if we're within a stone's throw of each other I'm driving to find him yeah like I I love them both dearly and I and this it is it's a fun callback from a couple episodes ago but uh, obviously we are the Barkley Lodge that he yeah. mentions showing up with three tables full at, for a Grandmaster's reception right um but I've I ran into them at the uh, Alexandria. Event yes. And sat down and had dinner with them, and that that was special. You know they they saved they saved a spot for my wife and I and Brad and his wife. Yeah. Um, they came up and visited. That's not a short trip. They they no. came up and he spoke for our table lodge, and uh, you know spent the night and went out to uh, the rock hall the next day. You know Becky came with them and went out with my wife and the master's wife while sure. while we had lodge. Um, just really, not again i I feel like a broken record, not enough nice things to say, yeah, about yeah. him um he's one of those guys that you can meet and feel like you've known for a really long time yes uh, he's there's no there's no awkward getting to know you stage with mike he's he is a he's a fast friend
1: yeah i'm I'm welling up here, and i I've never said this to him, but Obviously, he's been on the podcast. I, <laughs> I wanted to do the podcast in person, and I misjudged how far Lancaster was away from his palace. <laughs> so, Black Friday, I was going out there, and we were talking at Thanksgiving. My sister-in-law is up from Columbus, and she's like, where are you going? And I told her, she's like, holy cow. It's like three hours away. I'm like, nah, it's like an hour 20. Well, I looked, I'm like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. Not a short trip, Jim. No. And it was worth it. Yeah. But the thing where I welled up about it is, and this, this is kind of an odd, I was trying to think of how to frame this and how to say it and mean it. But when you say, you could tell someone cares about you or something and I never really said this about anyone else, but he hugs you the way a dad would hug you. And it's the weirdest yeah, thing. Yeah, like, okay. It, you know, for a guy to say that, you know, that's not normally guy talk, right? But I I remember the first time, you know, you shake hands and the hug, it was, you just felt it. Like it's, Familial. Yeah, it's hard, to, you know, it's, tight it's together it's cheek to cheek it's it's all that it's just it's it's something that that's the way i would frame that up how i would hug my son yeah there's no bravado uh, about it he's no
2: it's true and 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 he doesn't he doesn't feel the need to put space or or any kind of distance between you he's no then that's yeah it's familial it's 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 like family From the very get go with him, yeah, exactly, and and that's a great way to put it. And and, and you know what? And that's it's really amazing because Becky is very similar. Oh my god, yes, Um, yeah, I love them. Love them. Not not to (laughs) leave. We're gonna be we're gonna be a we're gonna need
1: a box of tissues over here, bud. (laughs) All right, they're good people. They're just good people. Not to leave Becky out. We I got the pleasure of sitting with them at our last Grandmasters reception, and. My wife was there for a little bit, and then my son ended up getting sick, so she went home, so she didn't get to enjoy talking with Becky the entire time. But we were talking about— Impeccable fashion sense, by the way, Becky. Oh, my God, yes. Her person her yes. shoes are always top-notch. <laughs> on, on, on point, you know, but the, my oldest, Jack, was just getting around to joining D-Malay. Chris Gillum, I guarantee you, we will be back. You know, we've been busy. He hounds me every time. We got the first degree and have not got back life. You yeah. know how that goes. But we got to talk about Mike's Demolay travels and joining and he showed me some pictures and she was as excited to talk about it as he was. Which you can just you can tell when somebody's bought in like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, and you know, she's one that out of wives. She always, Jim, you know, there was one, she was going down the elevator in the last grand master reception. And I, honest to God, I woke up and I was out a little too late and, mm-hmm. had, you know, trying to get that headache gone. And I saw her and I, I just kind of wish, like, you know, you know, like a spark plug. At yeah, seven yeah. In the that's, morning. A, that's
2: actually a great word, you know, spark plug is a good, is a good, uh good, good analogy. But,
1: you know, it's somebody that, you know, immediately brightens your day. Yeah, that's right. So. and and they
2: they both share that it's, yes it's it's amazing And the compliment they're 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 not different but they're uh they're very unique in their own way, but they're so sure. complementary of each other too they're yes they're a they're a pure joy to have around yes so yeah that's you know i wrote i wrote two sentences, but I knew when I got onto him that we were <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad that i'm glad i'm glad that you've you experienced what I've experienced that means it's not it's not isolated either, that that's that's him. That's him yeah. no matter where he goes. And that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, that was there and there and there's We love all, you, Mike. Yes. Yes, Mike and Becky. Um and you know that the same with, you know, most wars brother Shao. He was probably the first one as grandmaster because Jess and I started messaging sure, okay. back and forth because it was my plan. I had to think about the math, right? Because your yeah, first yeah. Grand
2: Lodge was Where, Doug, so then Rick was next, and then, right, then Jess. Right.
1: Okay. So, at Dayton, Jess and I had started messaging. Yeah, sure. we we'll say messaging, you know. And so we had been talking for a while, but Grandmaster and, and Doug and I never really had an opportunity, you know, because in our district he came for the reconsecration of Negley which was the first experience i had with grand line like in a procession and one, i was like holy cow and and i i admit it gold gold aprons got me like Whoa.
2: like sure sure I, i'm not well, sure if wait i wait till we talk about jim wait
1: or jim easterling yeah
2: wait till that story comes up you, it's it, yeah so, I get it
1: so and and the grand master's reception obviously you know me being a younger officer not a warden or whatever you know he's talking to masters and the deputies and all that other stuff and i'm sure we spoke and shook hands but you know how the receptions are not the place to become fast friends with the grandmaster sure (laughs) you know yeah so
2: of course you're the only
1: guy that that wants to see him there right yeah yeah that's it (laughs) everyone else is like well we've got this food to deal with we're not worried about it but we went to um Worship Brother Adam Nobles, installation as master of Allen Lodge, and that's in Columbiana, 12 minutes from East Palestine. Okay. Um, most Worship Brother Kevin Todd's home lodge.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I knew it sounded familiar from the yeah. podcast. Okay.
1: So, um, which, interestingly well, enough. Was
2: master had, the year, th- my first year as an officer. Okay.
1: Time-wise. Gotcha. So, but Most Worship most Brother Shao. Came down to install Adam Noble. And, oh wow! And he okay. had and he had just got back from the Tricentennial in England. in England, and I saw pictures and like literally blew my mind. Like all these grand masters and all these people, and I'm like, was it was in that giant G? <laughs> yeah, uh, or yeah. square and compass. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think they use the
2: G over there. So the giant square and compass in the room, yeah, it's awesome.
1: And and the thing that really. This was the point where you realize that a grandmaster is just a Mason too. Yes, sir. And not to take away from their travels and what they've done and their status at that point, but um after that's done and you know, now we're ready to eat because we're eating after the installation. Is the way they had it set up. And we sat there for probably twenty minutes, myself and um I can't remember the other Palestine guys. There were probably three or four of us, just talking about that experience. And he was, he was just excited to share it. You know, it wasn't a boastful thing. He was just. And then we did this and that and the other thing. And, and I can remember at that time him talking. And I'm thinking, they're having a meal, that, he's the guest of honor, <laughs> installing, you know, more guy, and he's he just wants to talk. Mm-hmm. you know and and that was like a that was just a cool moment i i really enjoy anytime i get to see rick and just get to embrace talking with him you know yeah so uh, have uh, you met linda i have but
2: you know that's another one that's so i apologize rick's from our district so obviously sure. we run into him a little more frequently yeah too, so
1: yeah we we have spoke but you know we run into each other at the also communication f- so big
2: sweetheart she's she's another one you know it's real real sweet yeah nice to chat with so uh, sorry i digress I no no
1: that. and that that's the thing i haven't had that extended time where you know we have more time with mike and becky where i'm sitting there Absolutely. for an entire meal Absolutely. Where we Absolutely. can talk you know
2: um yeah and, and i'd love to keep going on honestly jim about all the uh <laughs> other people but right they're they, gonna turn this like, off after i was like right, right right yeah no i apologize the uh, but but that's why I laughed when you mentioned giants, right? On the shoulders of giants. Oh my God! Yes, um, the the people that have made an impact in my Masonic career. If we if we really wanted to get into it, we'd have to do another. It's we'd probably a season. We probably many. it's yeah f- another five episodes just to get through it. Um, it, it. If we need to cut a couple of them out, I wouldn't even. I understand. No, it's just I, the point. I'm, the point is, is that this is what this is what. You're, in my opinion, what I've taken from your podcast, listening to it over and over again, is those connections, right? Yes. The connections that you make, and that's what keeps us here, right? And secret and sauce. These are the secret sauce. This is this is what this is why I'm still a mason and why I'm still doing what I'm doing.
1: These so these connections continue to evolve me. When I when I think about that and I think of the person I am. And the person I was when I first walked into East Palestine Lodge, and the person I'll be in two years because of whoever comes through that door and changes my perspective, or maybe that's the spark for the next idea or podcast or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. That's the secret sauce to me. That's the you and I talking and having. A half an hour could have been a podcast before the podcast yeah and knowing where we're at on the notes and I'm not worried about moving this along because I want to hear about the experience and what yeah. it meant to you and anybody that I
2: may have forgotten honestly you know yes. I, my, my my most sincere apologies because <laughs> I please know that that those guys that have made an impact in my life again there's so many of them Yes. Um, i could go on forever but i hold a place in my heart for all of them and there's a reason i am where i am in masonry today and and the, the man that i am in my life today so
1: sure sure so we're going to take a quick break here for our sponsor brother and bonds co uh the podcast sponsor and our merchandiser we do have the working tools shirt go give that a little uh go give that a look it's one of my favorites. I'm wearing it right now. Um, I'll be buying it later. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so go go check that out. They have a lot of awesome stuff, not just our, our podcast. You know, they do the they're the guys from the first three knocks, and they got a lot of awesome stuff going on there. So go check them out. So
2: brothers in bonds. God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. I, initially, and I'm just leaving this in. Initially, I was just gonna record something because normally i just plug it in somewhere and a few guys have said hey man like sometimes you plug that in in the middle of a thought because i'm just editing I'm like here's halfway through let's yeah, plug yeah. it in a little behind the scenes but we just did it so it's all good now to i don't know this is one of the biggest ones
2: so it's actually not gonna take as long
1: um right most memorable moment, and that is, that can be anything. That can be, you know, coming to light, your Bible, master, petitioning, whatever it is. It's different for everyone.
2: All right. I'll try to take up half the time that I just spent on on those connections that <laughs> okay. I made. All right. Talking about memorable moments, okay? Cool. I got to um, work Monday. Right, <laughs> right. So, um you know, let's start at the beginning, right? Uh yeah. When I came in, I mentioned that uh, started dating my my wife uh, as an entered apprentice. Uh, we she was my tenant at the time, and uh, there was there was a there was an accident while we were out one day, and uh, my house caught fire. Whoa! A, as okay. an as an entered apprentice, I had a house fire. Uh, we lost everything. I was down to a backpack. Oh my god! Yeah, backpack and the clothes on my back. Yeah. Um, after everything was said and done, I was able to get into the house and recover a few items, but you know, pictures, uh, the things that you care about, that was, it was, it was gone, gone, gone. Um, you know, uh, but there's really something to be said about trying to learn the exam work while you're couch hopping.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Right. Yeah, you uh, try, don't have a spot. Didn't didn't
2: have any place to call my own, um, and 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 I hope one day I hope one day this guy becomes a mason uh, because he'll he'll understand the value that he placed played in in, in my role as a mason and, and as a friend. Yeah, uh, I had been couch hopping for a few weeks, and and, and one of my old friends kind of gave me a call, heard what had happened. Yeah, we had kind of. S- lost ways but it wasn't from anything bad it's just we had parted totally. ways uh, called me up and he said hey i've only got a one bedroom apartment but i got a couch and you don't have to worry about jumping from place to place um come on stay here as long as you need to until you can get back on your feet uh wow. he worked he worked a lot of hours so he's like a lot of times you'll have the place to yourself um his name's mikey um yeah, he's a lot like uh, your brother. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, yeah. I, I I bring it up to him f- quite frequently, right? Sure. I'm like, hey, hey, when when's this going to happen? Um, I think it's approaching. I think I think we're getting closer. All right, getting I think some you know, Good. a decade later, I think we're getting closer. Good. Uh, but he he was the best man in my wedding later too, because not only that, he uh, he ended up asking my my now wife. She, he said, why why don't you come stay here too? And gave up his bedroom. He wow. said, why why don't the two I'm here so little, I'll stay on the couch. Why don't you guys take the bedroom? And we ended up getting getting an apartment with him for a while while we were really getting on our feet. Holy cow. That's yeah, was, amazing. What talk about what kind of man should be a
1: Mason. Yeah. Right. I mean that's the that's that, <laughs> You're living it right now. Right. He's
2: he's already he is a Mason in every sense of the word except title, right? Yeah. Um That was a very memorable experience for me. So sure. uh trying to, to, to dip my toes in the water of freemasonry while i was also worried about where i was going to live from day to day yeah um uh, another really cool moment that'll probably always stick out with me you know you talk about getting the word out there getting masonry out there yeah <clears throat> i mentioned when we were talking about chad that started a car show here sure. at Berkeley. um Autos for Autism coming up in August. It's uh, yeah. at the John Knox Church in North Olmsted. Come on out, bring a classic car, yeah. do some good. Uh, look us up on Facebook, uh, Cruising Times. We're on all of that. Awesome. But uh, sorry, little personal I love plug, it. I love right? It. But uh, a few years back, um, I got interviewed on the morning news. Wow! And okay. and not only did they interview me about the car show, they let me put up whatever I wanted. As far as, as far as a picture yes. to, to plug the car show so instead of a classic car i just threw up a big old autism rib- ribbon with a square and compass blazed right on the top of it so if yes. you uh if you were watching the news that morning there was a picture of a uh, worshipful brother scott clark at the time standing in front of a gigantic squaring compass on on local news it Love was it. everybody in cleveland that was watching that morning saw masonry and it was a good good that we were doing in the community, and it wasn't it wasn't to brag or boast. But hopefully, they saw that square and compass and said, "Oh man, wow. the Masons in North Homestead are doing something for the community." Yeah, that that was a really cool experience. Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk about my lecture work a little bit, uh, but of all the lectures that I gave. Um, While I love to give the Master Mason the most, the first one that I gave is the most important. Okay. Might not have ever started if uh, one of my dearest friends, and actually the godfather of my daughter, uh, worshipful brother Chuck Johnson, uh, when he joined, I I decided I wanted to uh, give him the lecture. I knew it was coming, so I started learning the lecture, and I, I learned the Entered Apprentice Degree lecture, so... The first lecture that I ever gave was to somebody that I signed for that I had been wanting to see become a Mason for a long time. Wow. And he kind of started me on the journey of learning the ritual. That was a real uh, real cool experience for me. Sure. Uh, I'm actually going to skip that next one that I bullet pointed for yeah. and come back to it. Not a problem. I get it. Uh, so every time I get to be a candidate coach, going down to the bottom here, uh, every time I get to be a candidate coach is is probably uh, a, one of my favorite experiences. One of the favorite things I get to do sure. as a past master here. Um, I, I I think I try to learn just as much as the candidates do. Yeah. Um, I get something out of it, and again, going back to Ben Franklin. Um, and again, I'm going to chop it up. It's uh, something along the lines of "Tell me, and I forget." Teach me and I remember. Oh, I did get it right. Tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember. Involve me and I learn. Um, The best way to learn something is by teaching it. So I try to involve those candidates and and get them involved. Uh, I mentioned uh, Brother Pat Hamilton. I was so proud of him when I presented him with the different options on how to give back his exams. I said, hey, you've got two options here. You can do the rope. Uh, the rope memorization or you can do this principal's proficiency neither one is wrong they both have good uh, benefits sure sure. but if you want my opinion the best option is to do both sure for your edification if you choose the rope memorization you and I personally will work through the principal's proficiency so you can get the benefit and without even blinking an eye he turned to me and said well if that's the way, yeah, it was like, like a, that's right, Mando, right? I, I was just gonna was saying, like, you this say, this is Star the Wars. way. This yes. is the way. I'm glad and, uh, you brought that up. So <laughs> I really, I, and 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 to anybody that's coming in or any, ever getting to be a candidate coach, I strongly recommend you make that recommendation. Oh, yeah. Not everybody's going to take it, but the amount that he learned, I just told you, he gave the first half of the enter to lecture, and he was just raised in June. Yeah, it's huge. Like, he he's He's gonna be a beast. I'm I'm confident in it, and we're real proud of him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna humble myself and tell a really embarrassing story. Yes, uh, we're gonna get to uh, most worshipful brother Jim Easterling. Okay, uh, it was my first Grandmaster's reception. Okay, I was a baby Mason. Right, I was still intimidated and <laughs> and yes. impressed by the purple. I mean, I'm I'm still impressed by people wearing yeah. purple and gold, but uh, I was got a little nervous when I would talk to him. Yeah. Uh, sure. and rightfully so, you know, put him on a pedestal, but I didn't know how to speak yet. Okay. I told you I was really comfortable with a microphone and a DJ booth was not really comfortable speaking in public. Sure. So I was in this grand master's reception feeling pretty good about myself as a new Mason and I'm in a uh, group setting. We're all chatting and, uh, I reached across to this brother I didn't recognize yet, and I threw out my hand. I said, hey, nice to meet you, brother. My name's Scott Clark. Who are you? And he said, well, I'm Most Worshipful Brother Jim Easterling. I'm the uh, guy we're, we're oh. here for tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and it, it gets better. It gets better. Uh, so I already realized that I was, I was like, oh, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot, right? This yeah. is what's going through my sure. head. So I'm like, how can I cover this up? How can I make this seem like I'm good? Yeah. I should have just stopped there Jim
1: <laughs> just, okay. I had
2: already seen him on Facebook I think we were friends at this point on Facebook Just because I was liking everybody Absolutely um, And I don't know how it came out of my mouth Because as it was coming out of my mouth I was like shut up Scott shut up Scott Yeah. I said most worshipful I'm so sorry I didn't recognize you You just You look so much better in person than you do in your Facebook picture
1: Oh my Oh, oh, insert car crash.
2: Yeah, almost immediately I was like, okay, I'm done. And he laughed. And, and, and you know what? This is this was the lesson that I got that they all put their pants on the same way, right? Because he laughed and laughed. And thought that was the funniest thing and and he was like you know you're good i i i was like i'm so sorry immediately as it's coming out i'm so sorry that's not what I, that's <laughs> not how i w- no. yeah uh, it, so much so did he think it was funny that that became the centerpiece of his speech for the night oh and yes. i was sitting in my chair he just, just going like sliding table. down like oh please let it end yeah but uh you know it's it's fantastic, because even still to this day, uh, we laugh about it, and Jim, if he ever sees me or I see him, we'll make a point to walk up to each other and, 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 and make a point about m- yeah, bringing it Facebook, up again. Facebook. I actually asked him a few years later, I said, uh, I'm not sure if you even remember. He's like, Scott, I'm never going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> in oh my God. So don't ever be embarrassed by uh, walking in and street clothes to a, uh, a dress event, because i'll top that that's that yeah. was that was the worst that's that is masonic suicide i'm like i couldn't believe that i did that but fortunately they all have a sense of humor right right um uh let's talk about rick now because i kind of skipped him uh, yeah. most worshipful brother shall kind of skipped over him in in the uh connections piece so obviously like i mentioned he's from the 22nd district and uh you know, we'd run into each other quite a few times. We'd always gotten on real well. Yeah, um, Took an interest, a little bit of an interest in my, my upcom- upcoming and, and how I was doing and always check in with me. And, you know, that was always nice. But for those of you who are unaware, while Rick was going through the Grand Line, one of the things that he did was he put out, and I believe he put it out to the entire state, um, but he put out that if anybody gave a first time lecture he would buy them a masonic watch
1: okay cool cool yeah
2: happened to be right around the time that i gave that first lecture yeah to my friend coming in <clears throat> sure obviously i didn't do it for the watch i did it because my friend just was timing. coming in yeah it was just, just, just good happening. timing sure <clears throat> now there's a tradition that we have here at lodge and i'll come back to this right after that yeah um that uh if you get all three bar or all three lectures there's something that we do here and i'll, I'll touch base on that yeah, so i yeah. when i was done with the entered apprentice degree i started on the fellow craft and i got that finished uh not knowing that there was a uh another another piece to this yeah he showed up at lodge and pulled me up into the west and presented me a tie and standing up there i'm like I wasn't expecting anything. I got pulled up uh, uh, yeah. unknowingly, and while we were standing up in the west, uh, I kind of leaned over to him and I, I said, "You know, you know, Rick, I, I really appreciate this. This yeah. is no, it's a really nice. It's one of the the craftsman's aprons ties. One of those really nice yeah. quality good ties. Yeah. I said, I, I really appreciate this, but I just want to make sure you know that I'm not learning these for a watch or for a tie, but I, I sure do appreciate it. Yeah. And he said, leaned in real close, and he said, Scott, I know you're not doing it for that. Yeah. But somebody on the sideline who hasn't put in the work yet might be inspired too. So that's why we're doing this. But also, you deserve this. Yeah. And and that meant something to me. That was really cool. Yeah, sure. Um, so I went ahead and learned the third lecture as well. Okay. And uh, because I did it all in, it was actually 14 months. I did the math uh, from, the f- from the time I gave the first lecture to the time I gave the last lecture, 14 months had passed. Wow. Rick had something going on with this where he would present a stone sure, uh, that was uniquely cut for each mason that did it uh, that to commemorate the hard work that had been put in. And I, I did bring it in so you could take a peek at it today. Yeah, that's it's awesome. actually really beautiful. The one that I got, it's actually a, a combination of a rough and perfect ashlar, And it has all the dates of the times that I gave the, the lectures. Yeah. And then a symbol from each of the lectures with my name kind of emblazoned on it. It's, it's right. It's pretty cool. And it was super powerful uh, to receive that. Sure. And it holds a, a real big place of honor in my home office. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But again, I didn't do it, and that—that that was that was what was impactful for me. Is, you know, I, I thought it was just like, hey, here's a here's a trophy before I got the stone, right? Here's a little little something for for your efforts, right? But when he said it wasn't for my edification, while yes. he appreciated the work I was doing, it wasn't for my edification. I got a whole better understanding of, of Rick, yeah, and, and and that he was trying to inspire.
1: That is. Yes.
2: And that was really cool. Uh, That was another really meaningful moment. I have one more.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. I mentioned it.
2: I mentioned it really loosely. Sure. So my grandpa was a Mason and my dad never joined. Right. Um, I always kind of wondered about that. Yeah. Especially after I became a Mason and I saw the value that we held here. Right. Um, You know, hindsight being what it is, I'm sure it's exactly what you were talking about because grandpa didn't talk about it. Exactly. Grandpa never said, hey, son, have you ever thought about, or this is what I do. He didn't come home and talk about masonry. He didn't take us us up to lodge for fish dinners or
1: whatever the case was.
2: He just went to lodge, came home, and that was the end of the conversation. Right. So about a year after I became a mason, um, I was getting ready to go into Scottish Rite, and I'd been involved. My dad made a comment to me, and he said, you know, masonry has really done a lot for you. Sure. It's, it's made you in, into kind of a different man. That's and, awesome. And, that and, I'm saw not, it. and he's like, and I'm, and I'm really proud of you, and I'm really impressed by masonry. And I said, well, Dad, why didn't you ever join? And he said, you know, that's a good question. Yeah. And he said, maybe it's time I do. Yes. And that, if you want to talk about the single most impactful, I, I just went over some pretty powerful oh, moments, some yeah, like really cool moments. Creme de la creme. But but the opportunity, because I may never have a son. I, I sure hope we have that opportunity. And and I listen to you talk about the opportunity of getting to raise your, your boys. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I even get a little misty for you thinking about that. Um, I've even thought, my wife and I joke, I'm like, maybe we'll adopt one so that I can have a son to <laughs> raise, right? Uh, sure. Right? But what a cool experience. To raise your dad. So yeah. my dad raised me. And then I turned around and I raised my dad. Yes. And now my dad followed my footsteps in masonry. and And to hear so so my dad because of the man my grandpa was my dad never really talked a lot about emotions sure or feelings Mm. or things like that yeah and it's really interesting to watch the change in my dad who's an old man right you don't teach an old dog new tricks yeah oh yeah my dad's 75 this year and and the changes that i've seen in my dad and, and the openness that he has that he talks about with me. Sure. And the pride that he now shows for me tells me that what I'm doing is right. Yeah. That, that no matter if, if none of the rest of this existed, the experience that I've shared with my dad and the pride that my dad now looks at me with. Sure. Sure. That, you talk about secret sauce. That's it. That's that's the Masonic experience for me. And if I never get an opportunity to raise a son, it's going to be enough for me. I love my dad. I'm going to try not, no, to, not no. to lose it here, right? No, that's, yeah, that's, not, that's, 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 that's my dad. Yeah, And uh, I, I'm just... Every day, and I probably don't tell him anywhere near often enough because we were that's that's the way things were, right? Yeah. Dad didn't talk about his feelings, so I don't talk <laughs> about mine to him, right? Right, right. I probably ought to tell him more often how special and important it is, because one day that's not going to be an opportunity for me. Yeah. And 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 I and I, I I can hold on to forever this time that I've got to share with my dad in this thing that I hold so dear
1: yeah that's awesome yeah that's it you got you got me you got me well, mean, they can't see it but I didn't I'm going mean, up mean to do it no you know what that's it, it's all the stuff that you know i I've, I've said before you know my my stepfather but he was my father you know my yeah yeah married seventeen years he raised me and you know i never he so seven years ago i think he passed. So I'd been in the fraternity two years, and to be honest, do you can you frame up Freemasonry? They say after you get your Master Mason, you can, you know, you should you can speak openly about it, so sure, because you know, you're supposed to know, sure. But that drinking from a fire hose and all of those degrees without the principle proficiency, you know, it takes so much more time to experience those degrees again and you know even now you know coming up on 10 years in i can watch a degree and there'll be something else that i a word or a phrase that's like wow i never really caught that and thought about it in the light that you know because it's it's just massive the amount of knowledge that you need to know so you can portray it the way people can understand it without knowing the secrets and whatnot, and I never got that opportunity to so to to do that it's just is, it's a different level I, I
2: I I'll say a prayer for you every day that you get to do that for your sons because I'm sure that I'm sure that day will come because I've heard how they talk to you about it but yes. I
1: now, now I am well enough sorry I, you know what I I think and I'm I'm gonna bring up the legend again you know John Martin's son Gary He's our current junior warden in that seat. He, he stepped in and was able to do all three of his degrees. No. And I can't even talk. I'm, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking about his son and I'm well enough. We're we're going to get, where's the tissues? (laughs) Right. I don't, I don't know how, because obviously after watching that, that's, that's one of those emulation things like now I have to do that. Yeah. Like if I have the means, which I can confer those degrees, but to think of how, how I would be able to get through the degree without just being a mess, you know, man, I, but I, I
2: never, I never thought I'd be the guy that would say this, right. Cause I'm, I'm a firm believer. We're a fraternity and it's a man's thing. Cause I think men need to be able to share this together. And I think it adds something. Yeah. Uh, um, I know in England they've they've made some adjustments or whatever, but I do believe in that value. But I, I did waver a little bit one day when I walked into our lodge and my little two year old was it was at the altar. She she was kneeling on the little kneeler and, and I don't know where she got it, but she had her little hands on the altar and she was kneeling there and I was like, Well, maybe we'll let
1: girls in one day. Yeah. One day, <laughs> yeah, yeah it could happen. And you know, and I'm I'm gonna actually complete ADHD, but it yeah, kind of yeah, looks yeah. in there. You know to be truthful other than seeing a few pictures of women in freemasonry in england and then i don't yeah. know if it's all over you know um the grand lodge of england has a podcast i don't know if you've caught it yet it's called craftcast i
2: heard about it on one of your uh previous i have not had a chance to but i it is on my
1: you know if, uh, the cool thing about that unlike tonight's podcast they're about 30 minutes Maybe 40 huh. You know, not tonight. This <laughs> isn't a 30-minute one, but it's it's a good one, so we're keeping it rolling. But the last one, they had both female grandmasters, I believe. Um, okay. Um, worship brother James Dalton. He's on there, and he was a past guest, and uh, I've spoke with him in person two days, and now we're friends, and that's the beauty of Freemasonry. Yes, sir thousands of miles away but uh their last episode had them on and they were talking about how everything works and stuff and it was really insightful to see that and say you know what that's is that going to happen in the next 10 years in the states i don't know who knows but it was really cool to see that other side and the pride that they take in it you know so that was kind of a cool different thing if it if you have a second that's a good one to check out
2: We'll sidebar off off the uh, off the podcast one of these days about that too because I don't necessarily have any major issue with it. I I go back and forth in my mind about whether we should or shouldn't or but uh, I, I I think
1: I might check that out too because that might be a, a like you said maybe eye opening. You know, and and the thing is, and this is what I took from it. And anybody out there from across the pond, if I botch it, I apologize. But you know, they are very much not it wouldn't be like they would be rolling into barclay lodge like they, they they're their own thing oh so it's a
2: women's lodge
1: yeah it's and
2: was is it is is, and and not that it matters either way is it is it uh was it co co co-ed or is it uh, no i believe so A women's lodge and a man's lodge yeah oh okay and and
1: that was interesting and they were talking about being uh, You know, brought to one of their quarterly communications, I believe. And, you know, they were hesitant to wear their Joel and apron because, you know, this is the first time that the UGLE had brought them in and stuff. So it it was really insightful. And for everyone out there, if I botched it, I apologize. But, you know, it's been a minute since I listened to it. But that's a good one to listen to. Check it out. Craftcast. Yeah,
2: one of our uh, current brothers here, uh, he wears, because they're aprons, are significantly different too. They're the light blue with the rosettes and the little yeah. tassels. Um, one of our brothers here was raised, I think it was last year, uh, well, not worshipful, excuse me, brother Adam Pidcock. He wears one of those aprons from England. And I'm gonna chop this up, but I can't remember. It's either his aunt or his grandma. It's it's their old apron from England. Wow. So she was part of a lady mason yeah. In in England and he's inherited that apron and he wears it proudly. Um, So it's, it's just an interesting story to talk to him about too. So yeah, I don't have any major issue with it. Uh, I joke around about that, but uh, you know, never, you never know. So never say never. There may be a day where I could get, get to obligate my daughter.
1: Yeah. You know, um, after listening to your most, uh, you know, biggest things that happen, to you amazingly, like, I feel like, me receiving my Bible is like wow, that's kind of a small thing. Oh come <laughs> but, on! But but you know what? And and the more I think about it, and then you know, because- I could name
2: ten big things that you've done just listening to your podcast,
1: Jim. You've got you got you've got a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know. But it and and this is you know going back. I I you have to center yourself. Yeah. And that like that um, Mason of the Year thing. I always think about that. That humble. Mm-hmm. You know, and the one thing I, reflecting on it, and you know, receiving my Bible was I didn't know it was happening. I didn't realize, and so that's that's always a moment that just, that's one of the moments. But there's a picture of me. It's kind of two pictures. It's from when I was installed as DEO, and you know, never expected to be a district officer in that fashion was absolutely floored when i was asked um one picture because it's an open ceremony gonna make sure that everybody knows this actually wade bear took the picture and i didn't know he was taking it where i was giving my obligation to our district advisor he didn't send it to me he posted it which good I, man which i appreciate good yeah, man kudos and, you know, just it's just a blurb about my friend and brother. And that's the sort of thing that, you know, um, us as guys, Yeah. even if we're friends. I don't talk to you about being your friend. I don't need to. We're friends, you that's know. That's it. But when you, when you see those sort of things from, you know, whoever it may be, it's like, wow, you know what, he, he thought enough of that moment to take a picture and let everybody else know. You know he was proud of you. Yeah. He was and, really proud of you. Yeah. And then the next one, now I'm well enough. Damn right. it, Wade. Sorry, <laughs> you got me. Uh, was, you know, right after that, they put the apron on, and um, I was lucky enough to have Right Worship Brother John Martin in attendance to put my jewel over my head. And and his he has taken almost completely stepped out of launch. his wife had a stroke and he's you know primary caregiver yeah. so he he made the arrangements to be there which that meant something yeah but that wasn't where i was going he just got me to like i cried and you know no, no that's a stiff okay. wind and i'm crying i uh, but
2: it makes you human man uh yeah it's it's a this is something this moment the, the, right now, this real moment. yeah, this is a big part of the reason I love listening to your podcast, Jim. Thank you. yeah. so but the, please continue.
1: The, the, there, there's just a picture in Waraw Brother Jason short uh, past DEO and uh, Thrilla and vanilla. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know uh, against uh, most War Brother Steve Grindle at the coming up here he snapped it and all I'm doing I'm at the podium with my DEO it's the first picture I saw of me my wife was taking pictures but they had to go through the computer and she edited them and you know all stuff so it had her camera there but he just sent it and sent it to me and I was just there thanking everybody for coming I didn't first time I didn't have anything planned to say and they're like Go ahead, district advisor. Go ahead, Jim. You can talk. I didn't. I wasn't prepped. You know, I was in the moment, and it's just, it's that from walking into that doorway as an EA, mm-hmm. and then looking at that picture and thinking to myself, the the man back then would have never been able to do this. Without all of those different things falling into place to give me the opportunity to be asked to do that, so just another little one that I've. Can I make an observation? Sure. Yeah. So,
2: Jim, you once asked your dad about becoming mayor. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and your yes. dad said to you, "You can't be a mayor." Because you're not a Mason. They only right. give that to Masons. <laughs> yeah. And you said, well, Dad, I'm going to become a Mason. I'm, I'm going to tell your story for you, right? Yeah, okay. I
1: like <laughs> and, it.
2: And, and and he said, well, you can't, Jim. You can't be a Mason. Yeah. Why not, Dad? Because you're Italian. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be a Mason if you're Italian. <laughs> right. So the end goal, what was the end goal? Was the end goal to be a Mason or the end goal to become mayor? <laughs> at the time. You know, at the, at the time. The end goal was to be mayor.
1: Yeah. Sure.
2: So you started on a path. Right. You eventually found this path and you started on a path. Yeah. Perfect. I'm going to become a Mason and I'm going to eventually become mayor. Right. And then you you went so far as to get elected to your city council. Sure. But then your path changed because it was about the journey, not about the destination. Right. You're enjoying the journey so much that your destination has changed. And look at what Masonry has done for you that's a memorable moment and that's that's the expanse of your masonic career
1: yeah yeah that's you know it's it's hard to believe every day the the people you meet the people i talk to right now you know this would have never happened none of this would have happened without that and that that doesn't mean i wouldn't have had a perfectly fine life i don't i don't want to say that you can't have a great life without it jim we would have never talked i'm i'm ever. I'm intimidated by guys bigger than me
2: you're six four and probably an extra hundred pounds on me because i'm a tiny sure frame guy yeah i'm intimidated by bigger guys so i probably wouldn't have because i'm sick i'm six two so there's not a ton of guys that are bigger than me <laughs> right i probably would not have chatted you up yeah I but you it. looked like a buddy of mine who was also bigger than me and i was <laughs> like hey yeah so
1: yeah and here we are yeah one thing I, I really like to think about, and, you know, we talked about Barkley Lodge being around as long as it has. Yeah. Been around. 110 <laughs> years this year. You know, and having, you said that, you know, it's got another 110 in it. The future of Freemasonry, and, you know, you hit the Mando thing. I, I'm a I'm a hybrid because I love Star Wars and Star Trek. Apparently, you you can't do that, but I did. I yeah, did it's it. All right, Lord of the so Rings. You know, I can go. Down are you a Kirk or a Picard guy, though? Kirk, all the way. <sighs> all right. Yeah. Listen, all right. man. All right. All right. All listen. Right. All right. Here, here's the deal, and we're gonna we're gonna go down the path. But I, I've been hooked on Star Trek for a little while now, and Tim Klein and I go back and forth because he, I mean, he likes all that same stuff. Yeah. But
2: um we're gonna have to have a conversation now, sidebar. Me and Tim. I'm gonna have to call him out. Yeah. Time. Call him and say, yeah. listen, what
1: do you think? Honest to God, you know, nothing. To, I love Picard. I love Kirk. Janeway's cool. You know all that, but is it the name Jim James? No, Jim? no. Oh, I love okay. Tiberius. Okay, the that's T, an the T awesome is cool. Name. Awesome name. You know, I was, I was
2: I thought my grandpa's middle name was Tiberius for a long time. Yeah, that's Lucian like, T. It's got to be Tiberius, like James. It's awesome. Right, sorry,
1: right. But you know, after the motion picture, which was. Can be a little struggle, sure. You know, the Wrath of Khan. A, uh, the whole thing, unbelievable, fantastic. There, there are times. What was the one with the whales? I liked that one, the void <laughs> Home. Yeah, sorry, but no, it, that one's good too. It is Wrath of Khan. Yep,
2: yeah, Wrath of that.
1: Khan. So, and th- this is something little, but the red uniforms with the yeah the uh, thing little over the top little, that's the little strap that's the deal man i actually and it i mean literally probably this month i was looking at back in the day i had a 30th anniversary some magazine i don't know what it was and you know it went through and it just had every movie and it started, sort of hit every season of next generation sure and there was a little thing there where you could get this is before ebay or the internet was hitting hard you know you still had to send postcards in to order stuff. (laughs) You know, kids now don't understand about that. But they had a thing there where you could order like the captain's insignia or whatever we would call it or Admiral Mm -hmm. whatever. And I had like thirty things picked that I'm like, man, I'm gonna get all that. You know how as a kid, like you never actually you move on to something else. Yes, sir. But like I had one of those like a commemorative captain's thing in my cart. And I'm sitting there, and the only thing that held me back was, how am I going to justify this to my wife when it rolls in? <laughs> because if you look at my at my desk, I have the headpiece for the staff of Raw, because I love Indiana okay. Jones. Yeah. I have a replica Holy Grail.
2: I've heard about it. Haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, awesome. There's
1: on the wall. I have
2: a. I thought about turning one of these. I'm doing wood turning recently, so I actually thought about yeah. turning a, a Holy Grail for myself. So. That would be cool. Yeah. Sorry.
1: I I got a, rubbing of the Grail tablet. That's cool. And, and then I just recently, um. I bought. Are you Lord of the Rings fan? Of course. I I'm, awesome. I'm total nerd. Like perfect. Total nerd. Um. It's when. Theoden comes over the hill in Return of the King. Okay. And does his speech and then goes. Mm-hmm. It's a painting of that. It's mm-hmm. mass produced. It's not. Sure. And I didn't, that one, honest to God, I didn't even tell Brie about. She came downstairs like three weeks later and she's like, and it's framed. What it. is this? And it's like a 16 by 24. It's ridiculously big. She's like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know that was on the wall. <laughs> so it's like, how am I going to, I there's only so many times I want to push that. Surprise. Limit. Yeah. So. So that's I. I. You know, you just tell it, at least it's not another book. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's she, not <laughs> another book. I got a, enough of those. The day my son was in the basement, he's like, have you read all these? I'm like, "Nope, oh, no, not even close. You know, a couple pages. Great, great ambition. <laughs> yeah, we'll say it. <laughs> But so
2: my favorite line at five seconds, I apologize because I use it all of the time. Do it. I look for opportunities to tell people, "No ticket." From yes, uh, uh, Last Crusade. Yes, he, when he throws them out the, the, gu- the Nazi off the, the the train, or is it the the is it is it the a train blimp. The, the blimp? blimp. Yeah, uh, off the blimp, and and everybody's all looking terrified, and, and he looks at him, "No ticket." Yeah, uh, two words, so powerful, and I use it whenever possible, and people just look at me blank, like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs>
1: So um, back to Star Trek with those t- sort of things. There's two phrases that I say all the time. One of them is from Khan, and that's when he, uh, he's he got Chekhov, and he's like, you. He's like, I never forget a face. And then he says, uh, you know, Colonel Chekhov or whatever. I don't remember what it says after that, but I never forget a face. I don't know why I say it. I was in that sinister. And the next one actually is from The Voyage Home with the Whales. Okay. Scotty's trying to figure out how to use a it's computer. my favorite character. I Scotty? Don't know yet. I don't know. I'm <laughs> right. not sure if you know why. Yeah. But he picks up the mouse and he goes, hello, computer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes my brother will call, which he's not really a Trekkie. He kind of just got drugged along because I was yeah, the older sure. brother. And I'll say that and there's just a pause. And I'm like, all right, what do you want? <laughs> like He never dives into it with me. But the rabbit hole that led us into that Star Trek discussion the future and this is a star trek thing the undiscovered country if you've never seen that is the future um 100 years from now someone digs this old podcast out of the files here's it for the first time what do you want them to take away from it what do you want them to take away from scott clark's story as a mason out of my story just your your experiences yeah yeah. if, if I'm. I hope.
2: Sorry. I, I I hope. Yeah. They hear the importance of nurturing those relationships. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know something that I'm actually dawning on after this conversation is making sure to let those relationships know how
1: important they are. Sure. Um. Which is wild. In a, if just to jump in. If if anybody out there read through these notes, that's not listed one time. Not at all. That that's not. It just came naturally out of this conversation. Yeah. This, cool. this
2: this this is something it completely changed uh, from listening to this tape. Is I, I feel like, not to be superficial in any way. Sure. Either you and I were friends before we really met tonight. Because right. we've talked on the phone. Yeah. But at, at this point, we've just shared hours and yeah. intimate details. Absolutely. And and I think it goes without being said. I hope you know that if it's three o'clock in the morning and you need something an hour and a half away, right. I'll find a way to get there. That's that's that, that nurturing and developing the friendships is going to be the most important driver for our fraternity, for our future, and and spend the time because that's what's going to make your Masonic career worth it. Yeah. There's a lot of other reasons to bring you in. There's a lot of other reasons to be interested and engaged. Sure. But I think the lesson that this podcast, not just this tape, the last three seasons... Sure have talked about and and really do drive home is the relationships that are built yeah. are, what gonna, are what are going to keep you coming back. Absolutely. And that's what's... When, they, when we say that the world needs masonry right now, I have to believe that this is what they're talking about.
1: Yes. That's it. That's it. it you know... Right now, you and I have not talked one time about what our religious beliefs are, what our politic beliefs are, and I, I vote, you know, I have sure. a belief, I have a yeah. stance, and you know, we haven't talked about Ukraine, the train derailment, thank God for not bringing that up.
2: Yeah, we didn't talk about the Chinese spy balloons.
1: Yeah, we d- We don't need to. We don't need to. All we did was talk about our life stories, and that's the most important thing that that Freemasonry gives us is the ability to put all that stuff away, all the minutiae of everyday life, and enjoy the more important moments. Be vulnerable with your brothers. Yes. And with that worshiped brother clark i can't tell you how much these last recording i don't know how much is going to be on the actual show sure. three hours and 14 minutes
2: jess i'm coming for you <laughs> most worshipful brother reigns
1: right but i i can't tell you how much this is meant to me this every time i get to do this with a brother it's unbelievable the experiences and the connection made right here so thank you for that thank you for this no weekend.
2: thank you uh and thank you for making the trip out um uh, been my pleasure, my honor. Uh, this is going to
1: go down as one of my most memorable moments. So thank you you for that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And we appreciate all of you listening out there and we'll see you again.